That's right, let's get dancing. Hello, welcome to the Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob. Oh, my voice a bit croaky today. Hello, welcome to the show. Uh, the, show's, the show today is about the Soul Blight Gravelord's Battle Tome, of which I'm going to say 80 to 90% has been dispersed out amongst the internet. I would like to first off thank all 33 people who messaged me on Twitter about it, the people who tagged me on Twitter. I would like to ask, uh, thank everyone who DM'd me in WhatsApp, also sent me messages via Facebook Messenger, and I think someone also cheekily emailed me, so I appreciate all of you. Um, so, uh, yeah, big fan. Appreciate that. Uh, so, yeah, we're just going to, I think we're probably going to dive right in. I want to thank everyone for joining us live. It's a sweet-ass day. There's some great, great memes coming out of this book. We're going to have some fun. Right, I'm going to keep my dancing energy on because it's... Uh, there's loads of fun. Quad Mortis engines, infinite rat kings, a billion zombies. Like, the, number seven will surprise you. But honestly, there's a, there's a bunch in this book um, uh, to kind of go through. We're still missing a couple of bits. We haven't seen Neferat as War Scroll, unfortunately. Starwax, thanks for subscribing. Thanks, everyone, for subscribing. Thanks to everyone on Patreon, obviously. Uh, you're all wonderful people. Thanks to everyone who listens to the podcast. Stay hydrated. And of course, thanks to all of the YouTube thugs. But Twitch chat, <laughs> let's get into it today. Uh, have you seen the Legion of the Gash leaks? That's what we're doing. Well, I mean, hold on. Just give me una memento, por favor. Uh, Pachingo. Right, okay. Uh, 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 uh. Thanks, Gorkamorka. Appreciate you. Um, do you need the Soul Blight stuff? Uh, baby, it's all on the bo- It's all on the screen. Okay, let's get into it. Um... Let me give you some TLDRs to, to kick off the show, shall we? Some TLDRs, uh, or like a, a quick headline, what do I think of the book? Not having seen um, Skeleton Warriors, War Scrolls, not having seen Neferata. I think those are some of the things I'm missing. Um, I'm going to say that it's a very interesting book for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, it's it feels like it's a book of two halves. I feel like you can definitely build a very heavily armored army very heavily armored there's a lot of three up saves in here um and then there's additional ways to make those two up saves not including potential future aos3 changes for more pluses to save so you can make a very resilient plus to save army which i think is quite cool most of the units that ever saw play have been nerfed generally vampire lord and zombie dragon is worse we'll get to that in a moment um uh black knight's terrible uh some of the new units that they've released are just uh, uh, awful um, uh, but some of the stuff in there seems really, really good. Like zombies, uh, seem really, really good. Um, uh, yeah, like, uh, and then some of the new characters seem really positive as well. I think, we, I think I'm going to have to go into like a long deep dive about what my thoughts are because I've only literally read it this morning and then this will just be the first look show. But I think probably it's just like a mid-tier book. Like I think, I feel like it plays a little bit better than like something like Sinesh, uh, but it's definitely not in that category of books that we saw with, Daughters of Cain, uh, like Zinch and, and, and Seraphon. So, like, pick how you feel about that. And it's, it's also interesting, the, like, the tone of the book as well, um, uh, which I think is kind of wild, because the tone of the book really is, well, it's called the Grave Lords, right? I don't know. Maybe, like, I went into it thinking, I think you can build, like, a pure vamps, and then I think you can build, like, uh, like a more hoardy style. And I, I guess one of the real things you want to ask yourself is, where does the damage come from this this book? I think that's we can talk on that later. I know you've all got opinions. Just leave them in the chat. I promise I'll read them all the time. Um, 
but this ha- this book has too many joke units says Cohen Cameron. It's got some joke units, but like like that's fun, right? Um <laughs> right. <laughs> uh yeah, they haven't got well, anyway, let's go let's go into it. So let's talk about how the book works fundamentally. Like and this is its battle traits, right, which are on the screen now. So you've got the unquiet dead, which means you've got four grave points. We thought there might have been two, but it's definitely four. Four grave points, two in your territory, two in theirs. You can set stuff in reserve, so in deep strike effectively. So only summonable units, and then they can pop out the ground. There's a lot of that in this book. Um the Vargis, for instance, they can fly in the sky. Uh, there's ways to make it so that you can even Deep Strike, like um, Blood Knights, well, not quite, they're outflanked Deep uh, Blood Knights. Thanks, Liam Jordan, for the gift subscription. Um, uh, book's fantastic in terms of flavour. The rules really play the background. We've seen some of the detriment of its cutting edge. Um, yeah, I, we'll talk about that, because I, I, I'd say some of it's really, really vanilla, um, which is like, I mean, if you wanted just to raise hordes of zombies, 11 out of 10. Um the rest of it, I think, is like, not quite as intuitive. But like, I think there's still some stuff to talk about. Anyway. Um, yeah, what the fuck happened today? Gravelord's edition. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so you can, you can use those grave sites to put stuff in, right? Okay, fine. You can put stuff into grave sites to deep strike, I guess. There aren't really many pluses to charge inside of it, and you don't get really any bonuses to charge. So I guess that's something you could do because you want to maybe take the first turn and put some units up that are a bit slower and you're going to want them to be where they are. Fine. Fine. Like, uh, yeah, they don't really, they don't heal you anymore. So, like, they're they're also really important, obviously, for the next bit, which we should probably talk about at the same time, which is Endless Legions. So um, you're able to take a unit at half, so if you kill... If you have a unit that's died, specifically a summonable death, uh, a, a summonable death rattle unit or a summonable dead walkers unit, you can bring half the unit back, hold it within twelve inches of the gravesite, um, uh, and then nine inches away from the enemy. There's a lot of holy within as well. If you compare this to the Lumineth book, it's very there's a very different tone. Like Lumineth book, like holy within eighteen, or no, or holy within eighteen, or even just within eighteen, within twenty four. A lot of this is holy within twelve. It's very cons like very tightly packed as a book you have to play very wholly within which is interesting from a more melee orientated army because you have to manage and control that a lot more um uh so yeah uh <laughs> right okay so um yeah that's in there and 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 that's fine so you can bring those back but what it isn't is the old legions of nagash it definitely isn't the old legions of nagash where what you could do is throw 40 of something or 30 of something forward you get wiped out and then you kind of bring it out into a second wave this is going to be a half a wave. So where you put those grave sites is going to be kind of maybe the skill play that we see. So between the Unquiet Dead and the Endless Legions, that's going to be a really important uh, uh, kind of skill set for players to really learn how to manage and uh, use that really well, especially because like, they're quite specific. Can't be near terrain, can't be within an inch of an objective and some other stuff. Um, and especially because the new table size, Horizons Lackey, uh, even more important because the board's reduced by 25%. So where you're going to be able to summon those guys is going to be even more important. And it's a unit at half strength as well. Actually, interestingly, zombies, uh, which like the largest unit, have only gone down. They've gone down to a max cap of 40. So you're only going to bring back at most 20. And they're not going to do tons of work at, at 20. So um, the ambiguity level's pretty high if I'm honest. <laughs> right, so then you've got Locus of Sheesh. So um, if you cast any spells from the Law of Death Mages or the Law of Vampires on a 9+, plus, so a natural roll of a 9, 
then you're going to be able to uh, have the effect go off twice. Unfortunately, lots of the spells aren't great, <laughs> but that's still good. This is where it t- I'd like I'd like to like put a pin in that for everyone listening. So that's cool. Uh, like on something like amethystine pinions, or like uh, being able to make someone minus one to hit. Like I guess one of the questions you want to ask yourself as we go through, and we'll talk about it, is I thought that we would see a more magic heavy army, but it's not very magic heavy. And what I mean by that is. Um, there's lots of like spells and abilities, or lots of spells, and there's obviously two spell laws, but there's lots of one-cast wizards. There's not lots of two-cast wizards. Obviously, Nagash is in there. Obviously, Arkan and Neferata are in there. But there isn't a lot of, like... I just thought, with all of that death magic, and like I would have expected even like maybe a necromancer to be a two-cast wizard, is what I would have expected. And it isn't in there. So that, that's the, that Locust of Shish is really not going to come up as much unless you're playing with someone like Nagash. In which case... Uh, who's gone up to 975 points. So, oh, thank you, Arkin isn't in. Thank you. I just thought I missed him. Appreciate you all. Um, yeah, you also can't double up opinions. Yeah, like, it, it, so one of the, so, but like, the things to take away, we're looking to be able to use that Locus of Sheesh if possible in our army. When we go and look at the units, we might not be able to do that. We also are looking to make it so that we can use uh, summonable Soulbite Gravelord units and uh, we're looking to use our main ability. So when you... Endless Legions is effectively the summoning for... Uh, well, Endless Legions and Death, Death of the Invocation are the summoning for Soulbite Gravelord. So really what you're looking to do is you're making... So your armies are full of dead walkers and full of death rattle. So when they're wiped out, you can bring half back. Otherwise, you're not using that key mechanic. You're just basically ignoring it. Uh, you're also pretty much ignoring the gravesites as well, ultimately. Like, none of that is really affecting your army. So immediately your brain goes to, okay, zombie skeletons. Like, what can I go and do with those elements uh, because of how the book works? Then you've got uh, Deathless Minions, uh, which is raw dice. Uh, So you've got a six-up DPR if you're wholly within 12 inches of a Gravelord hero or a gravesite. Um, So that's really important. Uh, Again, really hard to manage, a lot more difficult to do. Uh, it's only a six up, like whatever. Um, and again, uh, but th- th- that works really well if you build like the armor variant. I think that there's a really good armor variant of this book that you can build, which doesn't in any way key into uh, the Unquiet Dead or the Endless Legions. And then you've got Reanimated Horrors, the strong. Let- let's talk about this. The strongest rule. This is if you're within six inches of a Soul Blight, uh, Grave Lord's Death Rattle, or Deadwalker's unit, minus one bravery. And then fucking get ready if you're within six inches of two units minus two bravery yeah yeah that's in there that's in there that's that's gonna that's gonna (laughs) it's gonna be fun anyway i really want the tone here to be fun right so let's all have a laugh together shall we wish there was someone else here hanging out that'd be fine um if os3 dumps into him bravery this could be a decent legion of blood that's going come here okay um, <laughs> uh, if inspiring presence is gone, this might be relevant. I very much doubt it's gone. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, kill panic. You haven't missed much, basically. Uh, and then the final one is death and invocation, which is a which is a straight up uh, nerf. So previously, what you were able to do is you were able to use different deathly invocations. Deathly invocation was also on the war scroll 
for some of these units. And so what you could use, um, at some point in time it was. Uh, and so basically what you could do is heal D3 into different units and you could do it. I think you could do it from gravesites and from characters as well, or maybe just, I can't remember the change, but like either way now, a unit can only be affected by deathly invocation once. And if you're a mortar, you can do it up to four different units, vampire up to three different units. And effectively you can heal D3 yeah, into a summonable unit basically so it's like a d3 heal but each unit can only suffer it one time there is another couple of instances of being able to put more wounds back into a unit but ultimately not quite the powerhouse that we once saw before um uh, so yeah uh yeah alice agreed i'm trying to be upbeat but yeah you could take the whole thing wrap it up throw it in a bit but there's some fun stuff in here so like um Right, so then we've got the dynasties. Uh, I, I'm going to go through this fairly quick because I think we could deep dive this more. Um, there's no real reason for this to be unstackable. It's reliant on characters. It is on... Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no real reason for it to be, but it is unstackable. Specifically because uh, the same unit cannot benefit from this ability more than once per turn. In addition, a unit cannot benefit from this ability and the invocation of Nagash ability on page 98 so even though nagash has got an ability to also put wounds back into models you can't do both at the same time so they specifically don't want this oh just a quick shout out by the way to all of uh, the youtube people who probably haven't tuned in before um because maybe this is a fairly early review hi i'm rob this is the honest wargamer um you should check us out more it's super fun like it's a great time uh <laughs> <laughs> we do the stat show on a Monday. Monday nights are really fun for Age of Sigmar. They're all fun. Right, the... Uh, the um, uh, to be fair, says Stephen AOS in the chat, my old legions uh, of uh, Sacrament used to regen average 20 wounds back into a unit. That was a bit daft. Not including the command ability that used to obviously be uh, available to bring back whole units. So I agree. Uh, hey, Rura. Uh, I agree with Stephen AOS a lot. Uh, and also, hi. Uh, a veteran of the emu war oh my god thank you for donating five gift subscriptions in the chat <laughs> no i'm in my flow cabbage thank you though i appreciate it uh, i'm just warming up um <laughs> thanks man that's so cool of you really appreciate uh and i'm so glad you made it out of the emu war i was worried for you um uh... <laughs> right okay the Castelli Dynasty is, uh, instead of setting up, so this is, uh, instead of setting up Castelli Dynasty Blood Knights units on the battlefield, this is the one we saw before where you can, you can uh, advance, um, uh, like, Blood Knights, basically. Uh, and then this is the one also where with the vamp, so you can, sorry, you can scout move vampires, yeah, or outflank vampires, so wholly within six inches of board edge, nine inches from the enemy. Which is kind of interesting because it's, uh, instead of setting up the Castelli Dynasty units on the battlefield, you can place it to one side and say it's set up. You can set one, uh, one reserve in ambush for each unit you've already set up on the battlefield. But the grave sites already let you ambush units. And then also if you take Fargeist, it's also the same thing. So there's a lot of stipulations on, like, you've got lots of opportunities in this book to put something, non no deploy something, but you still have to put something on the tabletop, which I think is quite interesting. Um... Oh, nice. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, so that's interesting, I think. The the cool stuff about the Caselli Dynasty is that, obviously, you can um, add plus one damage if you kill a hero or monster. Um, which I talked about this in depth the other day. Um, and then you can add one to the wounds characteristic of a unit and add two to the run and charges. And this works on any of the vampire units, of which some of them are really good. I think 
Vaudry is decent, probably too expensive. Uh, Manfred's great, probably too expensive. Like, but they're all they're they're good. They're good. I just think the points are a bit woofed on them. Uh, ultimately, Radicars, uh, the the Beast version is really really solid. Uh, so they're all vampires, and they will all be able to use this, which I think is cool um, because they they're Castelli Dynasty vampires. Um, maybe no, no, sorry, those two specifically are name locked, so they're not they're not those. Um, I'm a little suspicious of the new people, but welcome. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. <laughs> now, uh, I haven't gone through all of the uh, command traits and the artifacts because ultimately it's just a really dull, dull exercise, which I will do later. So there might be some changes here. The one to look at, though, is Rousing Commander, which is once per battle at the start of the... Oh, let me just make this a bit bigger so you guys can see. Um, once per battle at the start of the combat phase, you can see this general will rouse their warriors. If you do so until the end of that phase, friendly Castelli Dynasty vampire units wholly within 12 inches of this general can use um, uh, can benefit from the bloody strength and stolen vitality abilities from the might of the Crimson Keep. So that's plus one damage and um, uh, the plus one to their wounds characteristic of that unit. And that's awesome because I think really it the Castelli, Castelli Dynasty sorry, I think you could build a really really fun list um, with a lot of high armor saves. When we get to the spell lore in a minute there's a really good armor save um like buff which i think you could really stack a bunch of things here which so i think this is good uh <laughs> right so uh so that's castelli dynasty uh and then they've got some relics which i just don't care about at the moment we'll come back to it in the future and look at those properly but then you've got the Unvangori dynasty um yeah our class man who reads leak stream today you've got it uh so you've got this uh, so this is, if a Soulblight Gravelord's army with the Avangori Dynasty keyword includes any terror geist or zombie dragons, one of those models has a cursed mutation. Choose which model to have a cursed mutation. And if you have a War Scroll Battalion, you can have more. Now, they've also got the Monstrous Might, which is uh, subtract one from wound rolls for attacks made by melee weapons that target Dynasty terror geists or zombie dragons or uh, Dynasty vampire monsters, unless the attacking unit is a monster itself. So minus one to wound, to all of those monsters which is great however like i've just I, i've stuck the monsters in pretty much the the, the bin section I've, I've rated stuff as great medium and and bin and like and I, it's not that they're bad it's just that they're they're whatever like they don't really bring anything to the party they're just standalone monsters they uh, they remind me a lot of uh, a chimera um, in Beast of Chaos in that they're there which is cool and you could take them if you wanted but it doesn't really sink in with the rest of your battle plan and it isn't quite like uh, a nuclear option that maybe something like a rogue idol is where you really can buff it up and send it on its way there really isn't anything you can do to the monsters to make them like really scary so they're like whatever um, sorry Rob this dynasty is bad it makes me feel bad yeah man I know like it's yeah like I know but like it's just fucking power through i just compared it to a chimera so like you guys who know are like i get you rob but then the other kids who are new and they haven't hung out here before they were like oh, i like a chimera that looks cool so you know we're on the same page um <laughs> now unstoppable nightmares in this combat phase you can pick one friendly avangori dynasty terrorgeist uh, uh or a zombie dragon or a vampire monster to unleash its monstrous power if you do so until the end of that phase, use the top row of that model's damage table, regardless of how many wounds it's taken. Cool. They've all got four armor saves, like fourteen wounds, like, and they're like, like they've got like one really scary attack that hits. Well, three scary attacks that hit on fours. 
So like, that's fine. The minus one to wound is good. I like the minus one to wound. The minus one to wound, really positive. And then there's some command traits and other stuff. So uh, we'll move on from that. Legion of Blood. If an enemy unit fails a battle shot test within three inches of any friendly Legion of Blood, vampire units add D3 to the number of models that flee. So this is their battle trait. That's uh, irrelevant, I guess. Like, yes, maybe. With the minus two bravery you're able to be, do within six inches, you can make loader models flee. There's probably some sort of janky build in there, unless you're playing OCRs, unless the guys have got Inspiring Presence, a bunch of other stuff. So, positive, but... Um, <laughs> but favoured retainers ignore negative modifiers to hit and wound rolls for attacks made by melee weapons by friendly Legion of Blood death rattle units while they're wholly within 12 inches of a friendly Legion of Blood vampire unit or wholly within 18 inches of the friendly Legion of Blood vampire hero is quite cool because you ignore negative to hit modifiers and to wound rolls so you can really make those death rattle units much better which is quite good because I mean we haven't seen we the only thing is we haven't seen the skeleton warriors war scroll but I assume it'll be fairly similar to what it is now and they're not bad um, is the only thing I'll put in there um, because graveguard are amazing Cohen yeah I I read but the graveguard because graveguard have got the death rattle keyword graveguard I think you can build some stonky graveguard if you've got graveguard at home right now you're sitting on some stonks is all I'm gonna say big fan of the graveguard because i think one of the things that you might you're really going to look to maybe blood knights or you're going to look to graveguard to really do your damage because you don't really i don't know where else you really get that at the moment uh, maybe vargeists maybe um but i think that that works really well into graveguard uh, especially ignoring that like they just like cool i'm going to hit on what i hit on and then you can also give them pluses to hit to wound give them extra attacks you could have a really fun time um so yeah you like really happy with those um especially if you go like baller and you just go great weapons you can have a great time um buy up big oh lordy <laughs> right vicos dynasty their battle traits strength of the pack is the wolf i'd want to wound rolls for attacks made by melee weapons by friendly vicos dynasty death rattle uh and dead walkers units uh holy within nine inches of friendly dynasty vampire so again just to be really clear the death rattle units um add plus to plus one to their wound rolls um and also the dead walk units plus one to their wound rolls while wholly within nine inches of uh vampire heroes and that's great really good really like that i think the vicross dynasty is like hey these are the new things buy these um and it, wholly within nine is hardcore though this is a corn book this is um uh, not a lumineth book this is just like like they're just throwing out like dollars like they're going out of fashion this is much harder to do you're gonna to have to really manage your army manage how those moon units move around especially some of those units will be fairly large which will be a little bit uh interesting uh yeah this is probably one of the best passive benefits in the book so like liam's saying in the chat but it's wholly within nine inches of a vampire hero in the combat phase so plus one to wound rolls and you have to be wholly within nine inches of a hero. So you have to have made two charges or the other unit, ha a short charge and that other unit is behind you. So that's a, even though that's probably the best buff in the book, it's really, really like um, hard to manage. And therefore the, the skill, skill caps unfair. It's just other books would have that as 12 or 18 inch range. This has got it as nine. So it's harder to do. So it's a tougher book to use. Um, yeah, that's where you take more heroes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, it doesn't do anything for the, like, so you're all like, of course, in Vicos, you can have a lot more generals than normal, but that doesn't do anything 
um, like it doesn't extend the range if it was a general. Because that's the interesting thing about Vicross, right? Like most of the like named characters, if they're in Vi uh, Viracross, Vicross, they um, they also are, they're the general, but you get nothing in the battle traits for being the general. It's like you're a general now. Like cool. What does that give me? Zero percent things, which is weird. Like so. Anyway. Um, so what I'm hearing is Vicross players are better than <laughs> maybe uh, maybe Gutsman you get something for being the general in which case Vicross gets even better but it currently is written there's no sort of linear design which I think is weird strength of the wolf pack though is you can reroll casting rolls for friendly Vicross dynasty vampire wizards I'm going to say that that's really important because some of the spells are fairly key in this book in fact specifically one specifically if you're playing against Gravelord's guy find his necromancer who will be hiding he'll be, like, he'll be hiding a lot that necromancer like he'll be like very scared but he's very very important um so like he's gonna be he's super key but just make sure you kill him uh, what are you guys say in the chat hello everyone by the way hi tom dicks love to see you uh Vyacross are the werewolf vampires yeah 100 percent. yeah that's what they are right um uh i would say it's looking medium if this helps anyone uh, right, so then there's artifacts, power, whatever. Legion of Night, add one to save rolls for attacks that target friendly Legion of Night Death Rattle and Legion of Friend, uh, Night Deadwalker units in the first battle round. That's called the bait, which isn't bad at all. Like, stops an Alpha Strike, which I think is fun. You can develop an Alpha Strike list in this book. Big shout out to the um, uh, Mortis Engine. Quad Mortis Engine is my, is my TM build. So leave me alone. Just four of them. Gun them up the board, turn one. Just... <laughs> Anyway, um, but that's good. That's good. Uh, generally as a buff. Aegis Cunning, instead of setting up a Legion Knight unit on the battlefield, you can place it to one side. And then it's the reserve it, and then for one and one. And then you bring it in within six inches of the battle edge and nine inches away. And this is so fucking weird. Like, why have they re replicated this? It's on a lot of war... Well, it's on a war scroll. It's in the main battle traits. It's not that good an ability... Like, why is it being repeated time and time again? Like, it's weird. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> JP Stevens, if only I had some shooting unit that doesn't need line of sight, or a monster that can move 60 inches to find said necromancer. That necromancer is going to be very, very scared. Like, that's what I'm going to say. The Aegis Cunning thing is a bit disappointing, and I think that in some ways that's what really is the telltale of this book. Feeling like it's a once-through is kind of a, a TLDR for me. It feels like it was a once-through and they didn't go back and connect some dots, which would have been really nice. I think you could have done some really nice dot connecting here because I think it's very close to being really, really, really great and really fun. And it falls short because they just didn't connect a couple of dots up, which I think is weird. Like this one could have just been any other rule. Um, anyway, I'm going to skip the command traits and artifacts. I'm sure they're interesting. On to the war scrolls. And, the, and some of these are really fun. Like they're super good. This one, love this one. Love Belladonna, Belladonna Volga. So let me tell you, she has gone into, I'll give you a quick TLDR of what I think is great. Uh, Necromancer, Radicar, Belladonna, Corpse Cart, Zombies, Vampire Lord, and Manfred. Medium is Lucavive, Vangorian Lord, Prince Vordry, Mortis Engine, Coven Throne, Graveguard. These are medium. Uh, Vamp Lord on Zombie Dragon, Blood Knights, Far Geist, Die Wolves, and Black Knights, and in the bin, Bloodseeker, Kapalaquin, Terror Geist, Zombie Dragons, White Kings, uh, Krista, Lady Anika, and then Felbats. But we'll go through them and I'll explain that as we go through, okay? Um, Werewolf Grant is 11 out of 10. 
They've subscribed. Oh, thanks, guys of all trades. Appreciate you. Thanks for hanging out. Um, right, so Belladonna, she's got nine wounds. She's four up save. She's movement 10 and bravery 10. Uh, she's she's whatever in melee. She's got three attacks that could do D3. Uh, and she's got, like, either either a unit is a good melee unit, which I think is really fascinating when we get to the Vampire Lords. I'm like, do you know what? They're, like, not. They're not a good melee unit. So, anyway. so But she's not. She's mounted on foot, right? So she's not meant to be. Let me just go uh, make sure I check her points out as we're talking about it. Uh, so Belladoma is... Uh, she's 200 points, and she's great. So she's got the hunger. So when I say this time and time again, this is at the end of the combat phase, if any models were slain um, by the model, you heal D3 wounds. All of the vampires have it. It's a cool rule. It's universal. We'll take it all day. Um, now you've got the first uh, of the Vrykos. Add one to casting, dispelling, and unbinding rolls for this model. In addition, roll a dice before you allocate a wound or mortal wound to this model. If it's within three inches of any direwolves on a three plus, that wound or mortal wound is allocated to one of those instead. And that's great because she's got nine wounds with a four up save and then she basically passes wounds or mortal wounds off to die wolves on a three up and that's cool and die wolves are very cheap you get 10 wounds for 100 and uh 115 135 points what is it um where's die wolves, die wolves, die wolves. 135 for 10 wounds i mean that's not that cheap but it's cheap in this book yeah like this isn't luminous this is like this has got that this has got that points tax that happened to sanesh on most of the units but the units are better so we're, we're good with that um isn't it 20 it is thank you it is 20 wounds it's 10 models but 20 wounds it's 10 models but 20 wounds even better that's great for 135 points great 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 thank you again i've just read that this morning uh don't doubles get yeah you're all right you're all right thank you very much 20 wounds rob thank you thank you thank you you're all brilliant just reminding me so even better because for 135 points she's got like a lot of ablative wounds now, she's a two-cast wizard, and this is interesting. She's a two-cast wizard. Lots of the others aren't two-cast wizards, and both of her spells are great. So she's got Lycan Curse, has a casting value of seven. If successfully cast, pick an enemy within 18 inches, and they suffer D3 mortal wounds. If you kill a model, you summon a direwolf. And what's really cool is a direwolf is two wounds, but you can kill a single one-wound model. There's no stipulation on that. So I could kill three phoenix guard not that i probably would but like you could kill three phoenix guard and you can end up with um uh, three direwolves instead which is great yeah uh good 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 really really good love that i think it's super thematic it's a, such a fun war scroll like 100 percent pick this up day one like if you want to pick up this army this model 100 percent pick it up because that's really cool and it plays so well into how the army i think is going to want to play because most of it's melee orientated it wants to control movement as much as possible and so it's going to need to be able to do some funky tricks. It's wholly within eight, I don't know, it's within 18 inches, so it's not quite as scary as some other stuff. But you could always do a spell portal and some other things. It's a cool, cool thing. Really fun. It's only one new wolf. The number of models in the unit must be equal to the number of models in the enemy unit that was slain by this spell. No, you could have three wolves, right? You could have one unit of direwolves to your army. Yeah, yeah. It says one unit of direwolves. One unit of direwolves, but... So it's D3 mortal wounds for each mortal wound that slays a model. So if they're one wound models and I do one, I would put a, a unit of one. But if I did three, I would do a unit of three direwolves. So up to six wounds, which is cool. And then under the killing moon, which is the other spell, is casting value of six. By the way, it's cast on a seven. And not forgetting she adds one to casting and dispelling. And if you take her in Frycross, you're re-rolling uh, casting and unbinding, right? So... It just, Vicross seems like a really good option. So you're re-rolling, casting, and unbinding. 
and you got plus one. So it's a seven, well, it's a six rerollable, which makes it much more likely to happen. Um, um, and so then uh, Under the Killing Moon has a casting value of six. If successfully cast into a next hero phase, the unmodified hit roll for an attack made by a melee weapon with a Gravelord's unit wholly within 12 inches of the caster, that attack inflicts two hits on the target instead of one. Make a wound and save roll for each hit. So basically she can give around her exploding sixes. Which I'm like, which is really good if you proc the right units, I think, in some situations. Again, that's not keyword locked. So even though she is from Brycross, I'm sure she can go in the others. So if you And she's fast, right? She's, she's movement 10. Um, so if she gets that spell off, um, let me just double check. Six, hit roll. Again, I just read it this morning, so I'm just making sure. Yeah, so you could like, you womp her forward with a unit of Blood Knights who've got plus one damage and they get plus one damage on the charge. That's really exciting for Exploding Sixes. Um, uh, yeah, like, there's a bunch of stuff that you could do that with. So Exploding Sixes is, is great. Um, uh, no, it's, uh, if any models if any models in that unit were slain by this spell, uh, Chuckabutty, if that helps you out. Um, so she's great. So Under the Killing Moon is great, and uh, the other the other, her other spell, Lycan Curse, is great. And then her command ability is in need of an FAQ, unfortunately. Which is thanks to Stuart for pointing this out to me. Is pack alpha. You can use command ability at the start of your hero phase. If you do so, you pick a friendly direwolves unit wholly within twelve. Again, a lot of that wholly within twelve of this model. That unit is eligible to fight in the combat phase if it's within six inches of an enemy unit instead of three inches and can move an extra three inches when it piling. So it's got what we call the good six-inch piling. It looks like, and this is kind of uh, repeated through the book constantly. So it does look like this particular book or maybe we're in a trend of we're in the activation wars so a lot of piling from six inches which is really useful because what you could do is you could put that onto a unit of direwolves and then you can run them and then you can still pile in six inches so you can make them super fast the problem is is that it has no end stipulation point so thanks to Stuart for pointing that out so again you uh, in the hero phase i pick a friendly direwolves unit wholly within 12 of that model so i've done that i've picked them the eligible unit can fight in the combat phase if it's within six inches. So I, I, you know, I move them, I pile in an attack, and then it doesn't say that it ends. So if I wanted to, I could pick that unit, I could pick another unit, and then for the rest of the battle, they'll keep doing that. So there's no, there's no stipulation on that. So that needs an FAQ just to say until the end of, or until your next hero phase, or until the end of whatever it could be. Uh, yeah, it's accidentally permanent. So you could run and fight. Winner Dave, 100%, you can run and fight. So if you guys haven't watched someone like Stuart as a really good example uh, with his Yetis, or you haven't seen Sis of Slaughter play, the good what we call the good pile in six inches means you can make your normal move, you can add your run roll on top of it, so whatever that might be. And then if you're within six inches, you can still pile in. Because not under current rules, what you have to do is charge um, and then pile in. You have to have charged. However, this just says you have to be within six. So as long as you have, you can run in range. And it really messes up the activations as well, which is super cool. So you can activate with one unit and then wait until they've activated and then you can pile in. There's a, if you go back and watch the coverage we did of uh, whichever hammer time it was where we watched Stuart play with all of his yetis, you'll see loads of interactions of that. And it's super worth watching through most of that game just to watch how the yetis move around and play. Um, it may have been omitted uh, intentionally. We're not going to be playing the clip anymore, everyone, um, because uh, apparently it like some people have taken it to heart. So in the interest of trying to be good people, um, I'll re-record a clip 
and then we can all take the piss out of me. How does that sound? Um, not that we were ever taking the piss out of anyone. I think we were making light of a of a of a comment, but fine. We're going to be we're good people. We're good people is what we are. You're good people. So she's great, like great. Two hundred points of great. Two cast wizard. Two great spells. Great command ability, even when it gets sorted out. Um, really good all across the board. Huge fan. And even more survivable. Um, uh, even more survivable because of being able to pass wounds off to direwolves, which are also great. So I'm a huge fan of Belladonna. Uh, she's only 200 points. Right, Radikar, the beast. Again, great. He's in the great category. Really, really good. Now, he is 315 points, but... He summons 115 points worth of direwolves on his war scroll. So basically, he's 200 points. Uh, so that's something to think of straight away. He summons 115 points of direwolves. So I would probably take Radikar and Belladoma together most of the time. Uh, Team Ankash, I agree with you, man. But I agree with you. Um, awesome model. Hope rules live up to it, says Tom Dix. Yeah, right. So he's so in combat, it's fine. Six attacks, three threes, render one, two damage. So it could do 12 damage. And then another six attacks that do D3. So pretty good. Pretty good. Nothing like hugely swingy. Those threes to hit and threes to wound are really, really positive. Um, imagine if, you run, if he runs next to Belladonna, then he's going to proc some sixes to hit that are going to pop open if she gets a spell off. Um, where are all these ending in fives coming from? I don't know. I don't know why they decided to start doing fives. I've taken the piss out of that. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about the points, everyone. If anyone isn't sure, points normally are rounded in zeros. They've started doing increments of five, which does mean the next time we see eels updated, they're going to either go up or down by five points, which is going to be an exciting time. Um, right, so uh, so Radikar's got 12 wounds with a four-up save, but he's got he's movement eight. However, he's got run and charge. This model can run and later still charge. So basically a 14-inch move, potentially, with run and charge. So pretty fast. Um, yeah, really good. Really, really good. It's 12 wounds with a 4-up save, which is like, whatever, but he's 200 points. So, like, you'll take it. Uh, he can heal D3, which is good. You subtract one from hitting him forever because of his supernatural reflexes. So that's in shooting and that's in combat. So he's minus one to hit, which is cool. Um... Uh, if the unmodified hit roll for his attack made with his claws is a 6, then it's a flat 2 mortal wounds. So he's not a bad combat little character for 200 points. I think he's really, really good. And then his command ability, Call to the Hunt. So there's the one where you can... So there's master, Mustering the Howl, which is you can use his command ability once per battle at the end of your movement phase. If you do so, you can add one unit of 20 direwolves. So again, that's 20 wounds, 135 points, wholly within 12 inches of him. So I don't really know why you're not taking him. It's really good. So that's once per battle. So he's going to put them down using the CP. And then his call to the hunt command ability, and you could do both if you had enough CP, is you can use his command ability at the start of the combat phase. If you do so, you pick one friendly model with his command ability and you make a charge move in that turn. Add one to the attack characteristic of melee weapons made by friendly soul blight gravelord units wholly within 18 inches of that model until the end of the phase. That same unit cannot benefit from the command ability more than once. So that plus one attack wholly within 18 inches is wow is wild uh rules are 135 not 115 are they 135 oh so he's 180 thank you liam appreciate you yeah so he's actually 180 points he's not 200 points as i was saying because yeah wolves are one yeah, wolf, yeah that's just bad maths on my part wolves are 135 so like he's summoning 135 points of his 315 points so he's really 180 points so i don't know why you don't take him 
Um, he's really good. He's really good. That And that wholly within 18 inches, add one to the attacks characteristic of melee weapons used by friendly soul like Grave Lords, is great. Wholly within 18. You pick one friendly model with this command ability and uh, that made a charge move. That's the only downside. He has to have charged. That's the difficult part. But if he's in and he's fighting and if he can survive whatever he's fighting and he's got 12 wounds with a 4-up save so he should survive a bit, it's pretty good. Like, he's really, really good. And, like, it's what? For those two, it's 550 points for Belladama and uh, and Radicar, and then you summon a unit of Direwolves, which keeps her safe. So you can use the... You can, that's how you can get the Direwolves for her. And you've got a great wizard, you've got some great command abilities, and you've got a fighty-ish character. It's not it's not bad. Um, yeah, I know he can run in charge. I know he can run in charge. It's just... Four, 14's, like, 14's fine. But he doesn't have any... There are not really any reroll charges. And one of the things that we should maybe talk about the lack of is there really isn't really much CP generation in this army as well. Like, at all, really, compared to, like, a lot of the other books. So it's going to be really hard to necessarily use all of those command abilities all the time. Um, so it's just something to uh, to think about. Uh, but there is no monster keyword on him. That is true. That is true. Right, next unit. Let's talk about not the. I mean, we could talk about the Vampire Lord. All right, these 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 two are like key targets on their back. So Vampire Lord, five wounds with a three up save, move six inches, can do some stuff in combat we don't care about, and can heal, which is fine uh, with the hunger. Five wounds with three up save, but quite tanky. Um, yes, good point, Colonel Cabbage. Unless CP is generated is tied to generals, and you're running Vicross, in which case there is going to be a lot of CP available for this army. But if CP isn't uh, tied to generals, then the book doesn't have a lot of CP. Now, uh, the this uh, Vampire Lord is a wizard, which is quite nice, but with no base, uh, uh, with no base spell. So you can pick one of the vampire spells, and we'll go to the spells in a bit. But the command ability Crimson Feast is really good. You can use command ability in the combat phase. If you do so, you pick one friendly uh, Soulblight Grave Lord's summonable unit, wholly within 12 inches of this model. Add one to the attacks characteristic of that unit's melee weapons. So you could stack those, so you could add plus two. You could have Radicar, and you could have the Vampire Lord if you wanted to. It's on foot, though, and it moves six inches. That's a bit of a problem. But the summonable units, you can use this on zombies, and you can use some of those other guys, and I think that's great. Really good. Um, I, I, I like that's. I would say that you might see that a lot, depending on people if they want. People want to stack those plus one attacks. I would say, uh, but the six-inch move is pretty rough. Thanks, some Norwegian dude, for gifting a gift subscription in the chat. What up? Uh, however, look at this guy. Targeto number one o, the necromancer, uh, the. <laughs> uh, um. So uh, why the heck doesn't it just say it knows one spell from the Law of X as well as Arcane Bolt and Mystic Shield spells so at Chocopoty? It's a great question, actually. I don't really know, because obviously it's a vampire, so it's only taken from the Law of Vampires. So it's, it's a really good point. Um, uh, so yeah, so the Necromancer, I can say, yeah, is an auto-include. It's just an auto-include, um, like the Necromancer, because of the spell. And this is going to be pretty key when we talk about a lot of the other stuff. So it's 140 points for the Necromancer, which is just the tax you're going to have to pay. And Van Hell's Dance Macabre is cast on a 6, and you pick a friendly Soulblight Gravelord's summonable unit, wholly within 18 inches of the caster, which is quite a nice range 
until the next hero phase if that unit has fought only once in the combat phase. When it's your turn to pick a unit to fight, that unit can be picked to fight for a second time if it's within three inches of enemy units. Um, so it's really, really good. Um, if you put the law spell on the war scroll, then it would have the spell even when an ally. Ah, oh, good point. Thanks, Colonel Cabbage. Great idea. Good point. Thank you. Um, both named wolf heroes, vampire and necromancer, plus filled with direwolves. 3D hexes, yes, or zombies. We'll get to that in a minute. Used to only work in your combat phase, says Cohen. It, uh, correct, and it doesn't. It works in both combat phases now. Now, it's five wounds with a six-up save, and it only moves five inches. Um, but uh, you've got he's got the uh, undead minions rule, which is roll a dice before you allocate a wound or a mortal wound to this model if it's within three inches of any friendly soul black gravelord summonable units. On a three plus, that wound or mortal wound is allocated to one of those units instead. So you can gank him, but it's going to be quite hard. And it's going to be, and it's only a one cast wizard. Again, the necromancers are one cast wizard. So um, we're not seeing loads there, but it's just really really good spell which is an auto include you take it in the army i don't need to go on about it like pile and attack twice with summonable units and let's talk about the summonable units let's talk about huge pros you may want to you may want to turn up to this uh book and paint up loads of vampires but instead you're going to be painting up loads of zombies they've got one wound and they only move four inches we'll talk about that in a moment but they're bravery 10 and they've got save dash save dash has been faq'd to be a seven plus so if you add plus one to the save from somewhere, um, we'll get to that in a bit, then that goes up to a six up save. So save dash isn't no save, it's a seven plus. That was, that's in an FAQ. Um, so that, that, that's helpful. Now they've got one inch range on the weapons with one attack. They hit on fives, they wound on fives, they've got no rend and they're damaged one. Because they're zombies, right? They're rubbish. They're super rubbish. Like, they don't have a save, they've got one wound, they suck. However, they've got dragged down and torn apart if this unit is eligible to fight in the combat phase, if it's within six inches of an enemy unit instead of three, and it can move an extra three inches when it piles in, which is just wild. It's wild that that is on zombies. You think of like very fast units being able to have that or quick um, six inch piling with charge actions is the new addition, big stonks. Agreed, Iron Gutsman. Yeah, but this is, yeah, these are, yeah. <laughs> Kill panic, that's true. These are 28 day later zombies. These aren't your regular schlub zombies. These are the fast ones. Um, so so it's just, it, it's really cool. Especially when we start thinking about some of the other stuff that you can do. Because like we said, you can pile in from six inches, which means when you've got something like Van Hells, um, you can pile in, do a re you could charge with another unit. We'll talk about that in the future. There's a really nice combo of being able to charge in, I think, with uh, not Vlad. Not Vlad. I don't mean Vlad. And I don't mean Arken. What's his name? Manfred. Charging with Manfred, he activates a buff, and then they activate and do whatever. Then you pile in and attack with the zombies, and then they activate the next ability. Uh, by the way, zombies are... Um, you take them in 20, or you take them in 40. They've reduced them down for a, a max unit of 60, and I think that's actually really positive, because you could probably do something fairly obnoxious because of the next ability. They are... How much are they? How much are... Um, uh, zombies, 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 zombies. 115 points for 20, which is just big thumbs. Big, big thumbs. The newly dead. The newly dead. If anyone played 40k, this will give you some sort of like, indication. If the unmodified hit roll for an attack made by this unit is a 6, that, flat, that attack inflicts one mortal wound. But currently you've got 40 guys doing one attack. They're only one inch range. 
So they're probably not doing that many. However, we know that maybe we can give them plus one attack from the Vampire Lord or from Radikar. We can make them pile an attack twice from uh, Van Hells. So even if we give them plus one attack, then we've got 20 attack. Well, so 80 attacks coming out of uh, their attacks first. And then we've got another 80 attacks when we pile an attack again. So that becomes quite a lot. And any sixes to hit, they inflict a mortal wound. In addition, our favorite. Yeah. In addition, 115 points for 20 zombies is what they are. Um, in addition, at the end of the combat phase, you can roll a dice for each enemy model that was slain by wounds inflicted by this unit's attacks in that phase. For each 2+, plus, you can add one dead walker zombie model to this unit. Initially, I read this and I was like, oh, you could just heal them up. That's great. No, no, no. You can go above your starting cap, which is very thematic, very cool. But if you like ran into a unit of clan rats with these with plus one attack and they pile an attack twice, you know, you could, I mean, if you killed 20, I mean, they're going to love going into horrors, pink horrors. They're just going to like slush through a ton, do loads of damage, and then they just add 40 zombies back on top. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, where's my stocks about? Yeah, so the corpse cart, they're really cool. Yeah, we'll get to the corpse cart in a bit. That's why they're max 40 now, because you could end up at 70 plus. 100% you could have loads exactly like old pox walkers died and i knew you'd like that um it does only work against junk well no it does it though eric sorbin uh because you've got more wounds on sixes to hit um on my hit roll yeah like and quite a lot even with just plus one attack that's 80 attacks you're generating like what is that like over 10 14 14 mortal wounds that punch through like i don't know pick a thing and like that's 14 mortal wounds that they they go through and then you roll those as two up so you're generating 10 of them back um yeah uh so this is <laughs> so yeah like this is really good uh, and i think they're still on 25 mil bases oh i don't know if anyone knows if the new ones are on 28 mils um you have not missed lucavi yet if that helps you um uh, backed up with a necro to fight again 100 percent. so yeah it, that's just 80 if you fight again that's 160 attacks does that make the math easier for me to do uh 10 20 25 mortal wounds out of a unit that's 100 and 230 points <laughs> yeah that's right that's that's the math um now you're gonna say okay movement's a problem they're movement four good point really uh, really appreciate that point also if you've got any like limited shooting you can just start whittling the unit down also agree with that statement as well and you can't really heal back into the unit loads either because you've only got like access to heal like d3 into the units like it's not very strong However, uh, thanks very much, Chuckles. So they're on 25 mil bases. However, because of the drag down and torn apart ability, what you're able to do is you're able to move your four inch base, base movement. You're able to run up to six inches. And as long as you're within six inches, you can still pile in that six inches. Now, you're not going to get most of those attacks, that kind of like perfect 80 attacks, pile attack twice, if they're, they're that far away. Because you would have to roll a long bomb charge anyway. But you've still got that you've got that pile in so they've they've got an effective threat range of um of 16 inches which is pretty good like for a unit that you would think would be quite slow um horizons like it so those grave sites looking nice and now what but the problem is is i like grave sites i don't think are that useful because you miss out because it happens you bring up a unit like this at the end of the movement phase what you really would do is not put any buffs on top of them but they're 115 points so you can just make yourself two screens of 20 
just have them just kind of push up or drop out from grave sites and then you can counter charge with bricks of zombies you still haven't spent much what is it 40 zombies is what 230 like like crazy so 690 i've got 120 zombies throw in radic uh sorry throw in uh, the two wolf characters we just talked about so radicar the beast and uh thingy it's another 500 like we still got like 600 points for toys it's crazy it's crazy good um uh faster than more more damage potential cheaper incredible unit yeah 100 percent. this two these two this necromancer those zombies 11 out of 10 stonks big big stonks i guess the real problem is people who don't want to paint that many zombies that's fine i hear you i hear you. and there's some really great math as well like it because depending on the armor saves and other stuff the more the fact that it's the like i would super agree with people that like i really would love the newly dead rule if they didn't also do mortal wounds why do they do mortal wounds zombies surely they should like scrape you and their fingers break and stuff um uh but it's just blah, blah. anyway but really strong really good so if you like those then you're in a great place right okay let's talk about these uh a lady a knicker uh i think that's how you spell her name is so trash we're not talking about it but critzer 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 yeah uh she's just in the bin with the fell bats they're just over there just living their lives but critzer the rat prince is kind of cool um mainly because they made a mistake on the war scroll but really fun so six wounds with a four up save okay whatever and move six inches and he's got four attacks threes threes rend one d3 damage okay but he's got minus one to hit rolls in close combat which you don't want to happen yeah but what you really want uh oh so i'm so sorry someone <laughs> who was really upset about oh do you want me to quickly describe why lady nick is bad I'll, I'll go back through it in a moment but the scurrying retreat rule is sweet yeah sweet if you kill if this model has been slain at the end of your movement phase, roll a dice. On a 4+, plus, a new model um, identical to one that was slain is added to your army. And you set it up anywhere on the battlefield more than 9 inches from your enemy. But this um, is where it gets really fun. So if you reread the war scroll, you kill one. And then, so let's say in the first turn you kill Kritzer, because I'm just going to screen with him. Because that's my plan. I'm just going to screen with him. And you kill him. Then in my, the end of my movement phase, I roll a dice. 4+, plus, I get one. I'm like... That's really cool, yeah? And then you kill him again in turn two. Well, now you've killed two, so at the end of my movement phase, I'm going to roll two four-ups, and then I'm going to get two more critters. And then in turn three, you kill those two critters, and now you've killed four critters. And then in turn four, I'm going to roll four dice, and I'm going to get eight critters. And then uh, I think maximum is 18 critters, but then you have to roll a lot of four-ups. Um, but it's... Uh, <laughs> but most likely that won't escape an FAQ. I'd like to be clear that that shouldn't escape an FAQ. However, if that doesn't escape an FAQ, then there's no point taking him because he's terrible. So, like, what does he do? He doesn't buff your army. He doesn't kill anything. He doesn't provide any uh, resource or utility in any way, shape, or form. He doesn't provide blood tithe points like killing uh, Scar Blood Rather does. He does nothing. He's just a four wound unit uh sorry a six wound unit who's just there not even a wizard why isn't he a wizard he's a vampire why isn't he a wizard like it's a whole book of wizards just and there's there's more wizards in elves why I could go on a, and he's so cool anyway uh, so yeah, he, yeah he sucks an army of critters would be good 
he's unique, so you can only have one. No, he's unique, so you can only start with one. Right? That's how army list building writes. But later on, you can have 16. And that's how that works, which is cool. He does look cool, though. Uh, any thoughts on this tome new to someone from AOS? Yes, Topher. If you would like to collect um, uh, Blood Knights or uh, Zombies or Necromancers or um, uh, some like characters on Zombie Dragons and stuff, this is a super cool book, man. Like, and it's uh, I would say it's really hard for a new person to play, though, because a lot of it requires you to have to remember to be wholly within range of some of your stuff time and time again. So that's a little bit challenging, I would find. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, so that's going to be hard for you. But generally, like quite a nice book. There's not really many problems. It's not very confusing. There's not like lots of weird interactions. You've got to remember to make all your dudes stay close to each other. Um, and it doesn't have some problem-solving things like, a, let's say, a, a Mortec Crawler really helps. I'd probably pick up Osiarchs if you wanted to play Death, and I wouldn't pick up these. Um, uh, even for all the poor folks, let me do some maths. Mandolis, thanks everyone for doing the maths on this. Identical to one that was slain. Sorry, can't make things bold. I'm not yelling. <laughs> yeah, the, identical to the one that was slain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, grand, I will pick up 12 rat princes. Don't do that. No one pick up 12 rat princes. It should be FAQ'd. Yeah. Right, that's important. Um, so the Lady Anika is... So she's six wounds with a four-up save. Um, uh, she's got a four-up ignore. Roll dice, you allocate a wound or a mortal wound. And then... At the end of the phase, if any model is slain by her, uh, you can heal all wounds to this model. So she might be an immortal six-wound character that does four attacks that do D3 damage. Like, it just serves no purpose. It serves no purpose at all, unless she's a CP generation bot because generals, because she becomes a general in the Vicross dynasty. So unless generals generate CP and you want to spend the 95 points that she costs or whatever to generate CP, then sure, 100%. Otherwise, just no. Which is a shame, because it's a beautiful model. And it's quite lazy as well. Like, like nothing is... Also, again, another vampire that isn't a wizard, which I find weird. Um, yeah, she's a great model, man. Like, I'm never going to... Like, great model. I'll say that about all of them. Um, no, it's not... A, Nick is not a Curse City model, is she? Oh, it's Critzer... Oh, fuck, I'm sorry. I thought that these were new. Never mind. Ignore me then. Right. Thanks, guys. Um, that's disappointing. Sorry for going over. Sorry, she's, if she's... Uh, I thought... If if anything's from Curse City, though, it doesn't matter. Cause just don't worry about it. It's not very good. Right, Direwolves. These are great. They move 10 inches. They've got two wounds each, and they're a five-up save. So 20 wounds, as discussed, for 135 points with a five-up save. They've got two attacks, base... Not forgetting, because they're summonable, we can add plus one attack to them, which is super cool. Um, we can also make them pile an attack twice, which is super cool. So that's quite a lot. Um, they're on like the cavalry bases, though, so large cavalry bases. So they're fairly hard to get most of them around something. Uh, but you could have like three attacks each out of them. So you could have 30 attacks, you can pile an attack twice. They hit on fours, they wound on fours, they don't have any rend, and they only do damage one. However, you can add one to the hit and wound rolls for melee weapons if they made a charge. So it could be, you could, you know, you could go up to like 60 attacks, threes and threes, no rend. I don't really see them as being useful for that role, though. I would probably take the zombies over them, but they are fast and they also are going to keep some of those characters who you probably want to take alive. Again, we haven't got yet to the build where we're going to talk about armor. There's an armor build as well, which we haven't got to yet because we haven't looked at those war scrolls. Um, uh, uh, 
So you can get them to five attacks uh, with plus one to hit and two to wound without much difficulty. Yes, I know that. Like, So you can get a bunch of attacks on top of them. We'll go through that as we go through. So you can get a lot. So they can blend a lot and do a lot of work. They're not going to survive very long, though, because they've got a five up save and there's two wounds each. But they are pretty cheap. They're only 20 points more expensive than the zombies. So I guess, again, if you really wanted to flood a board, you could just go zombies and direwolves and you could have just the best time. Um, uh, Rob, Anika and Ratguy are not cursey. Oh, thanks, Andrew. Uh, okay, well, they even if they're not cursey, they suck. So that's a shame. But uh, you could have a lot of wolves. You could have a lot of wolves. If you wanted to go and have like an insane army full of wolves, and you could have both of the wolf characters, and you could have an amazing army. Like, of really fun stuff. Um, uh, Felbats are terrible. They're three wounds each. They're six up saved. They're like 95 points or 85 points or whatever. They're like 15 points cheaper than... 75 points. 25 points cheaper for Shadow Stonkers. Uh, for nine wounds at a six up save that do no attacks, no damage, and they can retreat and still charge later in the same turn. So maybe you could use them. To give you a good example, there's a couple of units that save to... Well, there's at least one unit that saves to that does the same thing. So you can charge onto a unit and then you can retreat onto the back and then like go cap an objective with your three models. But if your opponent has an objective that's only guarded by one model, then it's useful. If they don't, then it's useless and they'll just die. Maybe you could use them to move block. So you could run three units of 75, which is pretty expensive to do it, but maybe you could. They're movement 14, so you could just run up right in front of your opponent's line and just stand there like, we're bats! And then they can't really move around you and then you could slow them down, which is fairly useful. But then why you wouldn't just do that with, I don't know, 20 zombies anyway, would seem to make sense to me. Um, uh, yeah, they, they're they just an odd war scroll and that's not very interesting. And I think that's the sad part. Because the models now are nice. They just, like, why isn't there something that they interact with, like, the vampires like there's some like some sort of symbiosis mechanic or something that where, like there's more like the like sort, sort of like feral relationship that would be cool um uh, they're pretty fast and retreat and charge is useful like i just said there's a, there is uses if you like there are there are case uses for if you wanted to put them in your army and you were like this is going to be fun i'm going to i'm going to charge at that unit i'm going to run off onto this other objective and then i'm going to pile an attack uh, from uh, six inches with the zombies and my opponent's not going to know what's happened and and that could be really cool but i think you're paying a lot of points for that opportunity and it isn't going to come up a lot i think and also there are examples of units in the game that have that ability and people don't really tend to take them um so yeah uh anyone else keeping uh trying to keep uh that weird wipe off the screen <laughs> Uh, but see, I, I reaper they're chaff, but everything is chaff in the right situation. They're just like if you're paying points, why not pay points for something more useful? Is what I think. Uh, they're also thirty pounds for three. <laughs> in which case, I'm out. Hundred uh, percent. Let's talk at the, these two stonkers. Eighty points. Oh baby, because if you're spending eighty points, which is what they are, you're taking these. This is where your eighty points is going on the corpse carts, which are sweet models, best chariot in the mortal realms. Um, the, uh, you've got two versions, the Ho Unholy Lodestone and the Balefire Brazier. Six wounds each, and they've only got six up save. And the really tough part is their movement four. This is the tough part. But other than that, they're great. We're ignoring all of their attacks, because that's not what they're there for. What we're going to talk about is their abilities. And the Unholy Lodestone is add one to casting rolls 
for friendly uh, Soul Black Gravelord's Wizards, wholly within 12 inches. And this is obviously great for that necromancer who wants to be casting Van Hells. So Corpse Scar in Vrykos casting Van Hells. So now um, if you do it on uh, Belladonna, she's plus two to cast and she's in Vrykos. So she's re-rolling her casts, which is really good. So yeah, really good. And then it's just great across the army um, if you go in that way. And then if you, uh, the other, the Locus of Undeath, use add one to save rolls for attacks that target friendly Deadwalker zombie units, wholly within six inches. So that plus one save on those zombies comes from the corpse cart. So that's what you're able to do. So you're able to give them that six up armor save. Not forgetting they've got that six up DPR because they're near a character. Thanks, Lord Whale, for resubscribing. Um, and then the corpse cart with Balefire Brazier. This is subtract one from casting rolls for enemy wizards within 18 inches. And then the Malefic Fumes, which I quite like this. I like, it's again, it's hard to use, but it's subtract one from wound rolls for attacks made by melee weapons uh, while they're within nine inches of any friendly models with this ability. So you can make your enemy minus one to wound, which does stack quite nicely with the dragons that we talked about before if you took them in the sub-faction, so they're minus one to wound. So it could be minus two to wound. Probably that stacking won't apply in Age of Sigmar 3, so there'll probably be that that just hard minus one whatever but it's a nice ability for minus one to wound and it's 80 points um <laughs> uh really annoying is you want the stones and the fumes yeah 100 percent. but like it's 180 points this is why like if i was and there are only six wounds with a six up save so again some of your core synergy for this army the necromancer and the corpse guards are pretty fragile so you could just double up and take a couple ultimately you could take two corpse guards they're not they're 80 points. Right? It's great. Really, really good. So yeah, big fan of the corpse carts. I think that they're huge stonks as well. Really, really positive on the corpse carts. Okay, Vampire and Zombie Dragon is exactly like he was before. Um, only he has lost the chalice of blood and darkness, which was uh, he was once per battle was able to heal D6 wounds, which has made him much worse. Much, much worse. He was also previously used to be ethereal all the time. And now he isn't. And he's now... How many points is he? Um, bah, 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 bah. Sorry, let me just go get this for you guys. He's 435 points. And I just don't see it. Like, he's pretty good. Like, uh, if he charges with that Death Lance, then it's Rend... Um, does he add one to the Rend? Yeah, so it's Rend 2, damage 4 with 3 attacks. And then he's got 3 attacks that do D6 damage. So he's definitely an option in the army for being like, this guy, he's going to get the command trait, He's going to get the artifact, and he's going to be the one who goes over and smashes his face. Although, if I was doing that, I'd just spend the points for Prince Vordry, who's only an extra 20 points and just a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, it for, yeah, it's just too expensive, I think, really. Because you're, you're looking at like 80 zombies in that situation, or you're looking at two units of Blood Knights, um, which is like really, really good. Like, you're getting much more utility out of those. Uh, his spell isn't very good. He's only a one-cast wizard, which is the same. Uh, Katarkonex, is there a viable Blood Knight list somewhere? I think there is. I think there is. We'll, we'll talk about that as we get to the spell lore. But basically, there's a generic spell cast on an eight, which all of your vampires get plus one to their save, army-wide. And I think the Blood Knights aren't terrible. I think their 195 points is expensive, especially compared to some of the units. But that three-up save is pretty nice. And if you take him in the Legion where they're able to... Like, if you take him in uh, with that command trait that we talked about earlier... Let me just go find it. Um, if we... In the Legion of Blood. Is it Legion of Blood? 
No, which is the one? Sorry, guys. Uh, again, just remember today. Uh, yeah, so in the Castelli dynasty. So if you run Blood Knights in that, and then you take this rousing commander once per battle at the start of the combat, you see this general rouse their warriors. If you do so until the end of the phase, the vampire units holier than 12 of this general benefit from plus one damage and also plus one wound. You could just have a really stonky turn where you just, so you could like put a bunch of brick units up of like zombies or whatever just to hold stuff up and then you just charge in with these guys that's a bit challenging though against shooting units because you really have nothing to defend yourself from unless you decide to like null deploy them because of the commander because of the uh the shifting keep thing so you can kind of do that and you just put some stuff on the board and then you do that one big hit damage and then you try and grind it out but that relies a lot on casting spell well there's a there's a spell that's going to make that all better I don't know. Like, I think it, you could do something with Blood Knights and thing. It's just, it's just going to be harder. Is all I'm going to say. Um, have you seen the Vrycross My ear is right here command trait. Oh, let me go find it. Uh, Vrycross seems like where they put all their love. By the way, I don't know if anyone gets that. They're like, this is the new stuff. Pramart Dan. Woohoo! Um, hoping the postman brings you some more. Game to say hello, Dan Brook. What's going on? Um, command trait four. Thank you, Hunter's Snare. If this general contests an objective, the number of models this general counts as is equal to their wounds characteristic. Okay. That's pretty good. But you you would need... So this is in Vrycross, right? So you would take a Vampire on Zombie Dragon for that? For 435 points? It's just too expensive, man. Like, he's great in a fight. Don't get me wrong. I just think he's too expensive. Like... You build around him. At 435 points, you build around him, surely. Surely. Um, uh, okay. Right, let's go back to the War Scrolls. And I'm going to take a little sip of water um, just to kind of chill for a moment because I've been talking a while. And, uh, yeah. Uh, give me a sec. Uh, Vampire Lord, yeah. So I don't. I think maybe you take it. Mm. He heals. But the uh, snapping more he's got, which is... Uh, hit on fours, that's an issue and it's d6 damage but you could do some really good damage the vampire lord and the blood knights are where you're going to get a lot of damage potentially unless you stack all the buffs on things like zombies um okay, uh Manfred Manfred is a baller I've got him in my great category uh, so 380 points 380 points so way cheaper so he's 12 wounds with a 3 up armor save great start um, now, this is the kind of thing between the Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon and Manfred. Manfred doesn't really slap at all. Like, he's like, whatever. He's, he's got the Spectral, um, he's got the Ebon Claws, which is six attacks, fours, threes, rend two, two damage. It hits on fours, it's six of them. So you're getting maybe one or two through. The Sickle Glaive, which does two damage. And the Geast Vor, which does four attacks at D3. So he's fine, but he doesn't, he just doesn't slap particularly hard, right? Like, which upsets me. But he's tanky on 12 wounds or 3-up save, and he's also a hero, so he'll have his own 6-up DPR. But uh, his, he obviously heals with the hunger. The armor of Tempelhof, the first wound or mortal wound allocated to this model in each phase is negated, so that's nice. And he heals as well, so there's 12 wounds he can get back. But this is the one I love. Sword of Unholy Power. If, the, if any, any models were slain by wounds inflicted by this model's Geast 4, and he's got four attacks with that, three threes, rend one D3 damage. So you should be able to kill one model. Add one to the attacks characteristic of melee weapons used by friendly soul-like grave lords, summonable units, while they're wholly within 12 inches of this model. Yeah? Which is wicked. 
I love this. Because basically, if you combo him with the zombies, then what you do is he charges in, he kills something, they strike back against him, and let's say he's got Mystic Shield, so he's on a two-up armor save, or let's say he's done the other spell, so he's on a two-up armor save. So he's pretty tanky, he's ignoring one of the um, wounds that he takes back, he's got a six-up DPR. And then you pile in the zombies, and then the zombies have got plus one attack on all their stuff as well. Or you pile in the Blood Knights, and they've got plus one attack. Like, really, really nice how that works, that, that sort of unholy power. It does mean he has to go first, so he's going to need to... You're going to have to make sure that he doesn't die. But, um, yeah, I think that's that's the one. That's that's cool. That's a really nice ability. It's fun for you as the player. You've made that happen. You've done that. Um, oh, no, wait, you can't do it on Blood Knights. Thank you, Seb, because they're not summonable. Can't do it on Blood Knights. Apologies, everyone. But you can do it on the zombies, um, which is interesting. Uh, and there's no time limit on it. If any models were slain by uh, wounds inflicted by this model's geesebot until the end of that phase, add one to the attack characteristic of melee weapons used by friendly soul like grave lords. Summonable units while they're holding them to the model. That feels like that's there's a time limit. Uh, and yeah, doing it on uh, uh, Hey Lou Dog podcast. Only tune in Graveguard. I can't wait to get to Graveguard. I think Graveguard, fucking cool. Again, this is a really interesting army. You're going to have to really manage yourself on the tabletop. I feel it's going to play a lot like a corn army in a lot of ways. And some of the units that can go off and smash face, a bit like a Bloodthirsty Can or Vampire and Zombie Dragon or even Blood Knights, you kind of have to ask yourself, do they keep pace with the rest of the army and how do I want to build it? Um, yeah, okay. All right, Graveguard. All right, we're doing it to Graveguard. That's what we're doing. We're doing it to Graveguard so we can have more attacks on the Graveguard. And they can pile an attack twice. But I, you can also do it to the zombies, right? Which I'd go for. Um, because then they've got that extra attack, plus the Vampire Lord extra attack, plus Radicar extra attack so what that's four attacks from the zombies now pile an attack twice that's eight attacks so they could just delete the earth and then have a billion more zombies which would be fun um is it summonable gravelord units or any summonable units it's summonable gravelord units turns that right blood knights we talked to, i talked about blood knights a lot yesterday if they charge they're really good they can go well into an ongoing fight they're 195 points the uh, Riders of Ruin ability is interesting because obviously they can move away, but then it's a retreat so they can't charge. Maybe we'll see that change uh, in the next edition. Maybe we won't. I think obviously being able to make it so that they do an additional plus one jam damage like we saw from the command trait we saw from whatever that uh, sub-faction is, is cool. 194 points is expensive for, what, for the 15 wounds on a 3-up save. I would argue, compared to some of the other stuff, but maybe some of the other stuff is going to get points changes in AOS 3. I don't think they're bad. I think they're medium. I don't think they're great, if that helps you out. But I think on the charge, they could do some amazing damage. And having plus one attack on these guys, or plus two attacks on these guys, you could do some crazy good work. And they could do some amazing work on the charge, um, if that helps. Uh, there goes my Nighthorn idea. Sorry about that. Uh, Black Knights. We're not talking about Black Knights. <laughs> they, they suck. They suck. Uh, but Blood Knights, very interesting. Um, so, uh, Blood Knights can use their movement for a treat and charge. No, they can't. They can't. Uh, not currently under the rules. Uh, where do I get the additional... So, does Radicar... Hold on. Do I get the additional attacks for, to ra from Radicar or from the Vampire Lord? Maybe from nowhere. Give me a second, everyone. So, I don't get the additional attacks from the Vampire Lord at all. And I don't... Do I get it from Radicar? No. Yes, I get one from Radicar. Add one to the attack characteristic of melee weapons used by friendly Soulblight Gravelords units. So I get plus one attack from Radicar at the moment. 
if that helps. And I think maybe the Blood Queen, Palad Queen, when we get to it. Um, uh, and Vamp Lord on foot only does summonable units, if that helps. Um, so uh, Blood Knights, yeah. So I mean, adding plus one attacks to those attack like to that that profile would be solid. And again, so Vargeists, Vargeists uh, are not summonable uh, here. Uh, you can put them in deep strike. They've got four wounds of the five up save, but they're fast and they move um, uh, twelve inches. They also have got an upgrade. They used to have if um, they rolled a six after combat, they could fight again. But now they've got exploding sixes on their murderous fangs and talons, which are three attacks base, three threes, rend one, two damage, and they cost quite expensive i thought when i looked at them hold on uh, i think they're in my medium category does anyone know what they cost Vargasts. Vargasts. Um, 155 points yes that's expensive man that's expensive like they're good don't get me wrong like their war scrolls good i just think their points are a bit expensive um they can you can set them away to deep strike which is cool uh, and they've got exploding sixes, which is great. I think that's all fine. Uh, they're also vampire units as well, so they can they can get some buffs from that. Um, yeah, they've got the vampire keyword. Thanks, everyone. Uh, feels like they should uh, be four attacks each. Uh, maybe, maybe. Like I think that they are just a bit expensive. I would argue, uh, one hundred and fifty-five points, especially compared to stuff like Thorn Riders. Like if you wanted to like think like kind of put them as a cavalry and they're not gonna they're not gonna attrition particularly well because of four wounds with a five up save so it's twelve wounds uh, on a five up save for one hundred fifty five points but they're uh, but Pete thinks they're great okay uh, that's you think he thinks they're great at one fifty five maybe use them as small little um, like I don't know whatever like like charging units I guess. Um. <laughs> who knows uh, so yeah i didn't i didn't really i didn't really because i just think the the book has got a lot of other stuff going for it other than the vargas but the vargas are fine uh, and I, I put them in medium so i put them in medium i don't i really have much to talk about with them so the new guy the vengorian lord is really interesting but i don't know how i feel about it so 10 wounds with a three up save great yeah it's got the vampire keyword can move 12 inches He's got four attacks, hit on threes, wound on threes, rend one, two damage. So not a lot of output there. And then he's got the Gordrench Talons, which is three attacks, fours, threes, rend one, d6 damage. So again, you're not necessarily going to get all of those to hit into wound. So he's, he's not like a, a, a combat monster. I wouldn't definitely describe him as like a terrifying combat beast that I'm scared about um, at all. But uh, they've got some like unique little abilities, specifically the Nightmare Miasma which is while an enemy unit is within three inches of any friendly model with this ability, worsen the Ren characters of that unit's melee weapons by one to a minimum of one. And that works really that works really nice with um, uh, the Blood Knights, for instance, who already have that base three up armor save. And I think that that's really useful. It's good. The Vengorian Lord, like that, that ability is really good, but he has to be in combat or they have to be in combat. And um, yes, they've got a three up armor save. And yes, there might be a way to give them a two up armor save. Like, but I think that could fall apart fairly quickly. Um, uh, can you stack Wolf Mama Exponent Sixes with their own? Says Final Flash. Uh, you can, I mean, you can go fuck yourself if you want. <laughs> like, uh, can you? <laughs> can you stack Wolf Mama Exponent Sixes uh, with their own Exponent Sixes? No, you can't stack them. Um, <laughs> right. So uh, at the start of the hero phase, roll a dice for this. So then he's got another rule: undeniable impulse. Start your hero phase. Roll a dice for 
this model, if the roll is equal to or less than the number of current battle rounds, till the next hero phase, this model can run and charge. So in the early turns when you want run and charge, won't be able to have it unless you roll a one. But then it, you can't do command abilities. And this where it's interesting because it's at the start of the hero phase, roll a dice, so you don't get the choice. If you want to do a command ability on the first turn, you've got to hope you don't roll that one. And then later on, you still won't get the choice because it says you can. It's at the start you do. So you there's a I would like to see that clarified too, so the player's got some choice there. So but it does say undeniable impulse, so you literally don't get the choice. Which is a bit of a shame. So there's a bit of a negative to this. Um uh, so yeah, run and charge, on movement twelve is fine. And then uh, the hunger at the end of the combat phase, if an enemy models were slain by wounds, we've done that before, they can heal D3. So again, he's just a one-cast wizard. If you've been listening through the whole show from the start, just being a one-cast wizard, again, is he casting his spell or is he taking one of the Law of Vampire spells? Um, so, and he's got Clotted Deluge. Has a casting value of six. If successfully cast, pick one enemy unit within 12 inches of the caster that is visible to them. Add one to the wound rolls for attacks made by melee weapons that target that unit until your next hero phase. Which is a good spell, plus one to wound. Problematically, though, it's within 12 inches. Not re- like, your opponent just doesn't have to be. So unless they charge you, which they could. You could have like a big couple of units of zombies out there. They charge them to clear them off the objective. And you're like, cool, you're within 12 now. Plus one to wound. And then like then your blood knights are wounded on twos. Or like your zombies are wounded on fours. Or whatever the situation. So th- there's there's some positives there. Like that, you could set it up, but it's not—it's not why you would take him. You, why you would take him is probably for that nightmare miasma, the worse than the rend by one, and then you would build a defensive army with those big armor saves around the Vengorian Lord. Um, when the spell law is crap, who cares if you're a Wildcast Wizard? <laughs> Where did you get the Valto? The Valto was got via Twitter because it's all over there. Uh, also Facebook pages and a bunch of other people. So I didn't get it from anywhere. Uh, it was just online and I'm reviewing some online articles is what I'm doing. Right. And then his command ability, uh, Festering Feast, you can use his command ability at the end of the combat phase if any attacks made by friendly soul black Gravelord's units in that phase destroyed an enemy unit. If you do so, you can heal up to D6 wounds allocated to that soul black Gravelord's unit. The same unit can't benefit from this. So he could, if he goes in and kills and uh, destroys a unit... Uh, made by command at the end of the phase. Yeah, destroyed an enemy unit. So you got to destroy a unit completely. He can heal D6, which is fine. Double that up with the hunger. That's cool. Like, it's not like it's not huge, but it's useful. It's it's a piece of utility that you've got available to you, right? Um. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's got yeah, yeah. That's fine. I mean, that three up save is going to really survive, like help him out, right? So then the Bloodseeker Palaquin. Uh, is rubbish so we can move on from that so oh yeah well, sorry let's just quickly talk about the Vingorian Lord uh, he's 280 points which is quite good it's quite nice quite cheap like really for what he does it's not really like um, uh, I I kind of picture him as being kind of like the uh, the towers that you get in um, Daughters of Cain so, like, a Bloodrack Shrine or, like, uh, something like that. So I would expect, like, similar sort of points. Um, only I think he is a little less utility and does a little less. I guess. Um, uh, uh, I thought the Dane one, uh, until I realised the coin ability, was map-wide. Uh, he, I still think it's not very good, but we could talk about it. 
Um, he's a very good artifact caddy. Vengorian Lord is a really good artifact caddy, 100%. Yeah, he, Vengorian Lord is would be very useful for putting... Because he's cheaper, he's 280 points. He's almost half the price of your Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon. So he's your, like... If there's a command trait and artifact that you really want to rock on... And again, we'll do this on tomorrow's show. We'll start looking at the artifacts and the combos and the things you might want to build. Um, but yeah, yeah. And and like Marcus Rock saying, 280 points versus 160 points. So... Uh, so yeah, he's just a generic one. So uh, the Bloodseeker Palaquin's rubbish, so we're just going to skip that immediately. And he's, it's also 290 points, so you could just, just skip it forever. Uh, but the Moist engine, oh baby baby, 12 wounds with a 4-up save, but it moves 14 inches, and it flies. And it flies. Now this is just a one-trick build uh, list that I like, um, but this is cool. It's got two attacks in combat that does D3 damage, um, and it's got it's some spectral claw attacks it's like got 12 of them um it's not a hero it's got it doesn't matter what it's got it's got the um it's got a reliquary which is once per battle in your hero phase you can say this model will unleash the energies of its reliquary and if you do so you roll a dice for each unit within 12 inches of the model on a two plus it suffers d3 mortal wounds death units are not affected so that's once per battle in your hero phase so let's talk about rob's alpha strike because these are 200 points these things so there's a Whale of the Damned. Do not use the attack sequence, which is a range of 12 inches. So I move 14 inches and I can run and still do this. Yeah, because it, I don't use the attack sequence. So I can run. But even if I don't, it's move 14 and it affects units within 12 inches. So it's pretty wide. Roll a, instead, um, don't use the attack sequence. Instead, you roll a dice for each enemy unit within range of this model's Whale of the Damned. On a 4+, plus, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. So, let's just take a four Mortis engines. Let's run them forward. Let's just Whale of the Dam them. Yeah? And then just do probably 2D3 mortal wounds to everything within 12 inches. It's pretty fun. And then, next hero phase, if I get the double, just pot, like, I mean, move forward again, do it again. Oh no, then you just release your reliquaries, your four reliquaries, like, that you've got. He's and then you just do it again like and then, oh, then you do the uh, the whale of the damned again and it would be i mean i don't think it's very good as a list but it would look amazing like and if you could set it up right and it's still only 800 points you can still put a lot of zombies in your army to make it so that those guys can do that thing um okay well you can't run and do it but you can still you still got a 26 inch threat range basically i think it's i think it's a really fun list like not very good but um, the the palaquin the palaquin has the same whale of the damned attack but the 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 palaquin has the same one but it costs more points um, is a wizard so you're paying for that so the bloodseeker palaquin is 290 points so it's 90 points more um, to to do that and then uh, you've also got uh, you don't have the reliquary the bloodseeker palaquin does have the fine vintage if an enemy hero is slain within nine inches of this model. Add one to the attack characteristics of vampire melee weapons used by friendly vampire units holding the 12 inches of this model until your next hero phase. But you're never remembering that, especially, and you're not making it happen. It's not just 290 points. Um, but the the quad mortis, it's no one else excited about quad mortis engine. I think that that's, I think that's a great list. Like, even if it's not, um, uh, okay, I think it's, I don't know, whatever. I, and also you get to add one to casting rolls for friendly soul blight grave lords within 12 inches. So you could potentially have plus three to cast on uh, Foxy Lady. 
and that's cool because uh, you've taken the corpse cart and she's got a natural plus one to cast so that's plus three so now you're just smashing it um Connor it's the bid book but he's like this anyway i like the voice engine i think that's fine the coven throne okay uh 12 wounds four up save um uh moves 14 inches as well has some attacks but that's not what it's really there for it flies um it's got the hunger so it heals because it's a hero this is really important um and it's got Frightful Touch, which is mortal wounds on sixes from its thing. But the Scrying Pool is once per turn, you can reroll one hit or one wound roll or one save roll, which is fine. It's a one-cast wizard again, which is weird. Like an entire engine full of necromantic power with three vampires on. Four vampires on is only a one-cast wizard, but it's got a terrible uh, spell. Shudder cast on six. Uh, picked any attacks. Oh no, it's not. No, this is the good one. There's another one like this. So this is um, cast on a six. Successfully cast a, uh, a unit, an enemy unit within twelve inches of the caster that is visible to them, and roll three d six. If the roll is greater than that unit's bravery characteristic, this model cannot be picked by the target of any attacks made, spells cast, or abilities used. So you can just kind of run out and be like, "You can't hurt me." But it's only one enemy unit, and you got to be their bravery, and it's on this unit. Is it good? That's terrible, right? Um, uh, great command ability. Okay. Tactical insight. You can use this command ability at the start of your hero phase. If you do so, you pick one friendly soul-like gravelord. So that's anyone, not summonable, just anyone. Hold it within 12 of this model until your next hero phase. Add one to hit rolls and wound rolls for attacks made by that unit. And add one to save rolls for attacks that target that unit. Great command ability. So if you wanted to, you could have those zombies have plus one to hit and to wound. If you wanted to, you could have it on the blood knight. So they're hitting on twos, wound on twos, and they've got a two-up armor save. So you could just, you know, take yourself ten blood knights and just womp them forward. Um, so, I mean, that's really cool. And it's fast, right? The Coven Throne. And it's 310 points, though. So you are really paying all 310 points for that command ability, but it's a pretty good one. Um, uh, so, yeah, like, that's... That's uh, that's really, really good. Really, really good. Uh, to tell me if it's good, wait for the game switch on Metal Watch. I got it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that commandability is good, but paying 310 points for it is whether or not you're going to do that, I guess is the question. Um, right, next up. Uh, the White King. Okay, these are trash. Both the White King on foot and the White King uh, on Skeletal Steed are trash because uh, their commandability is reroll ones to hit, but also, and very importantly... Uh, their command abilities also don't work because they've worded them wrong. So it says, like, you pick in your hero phase until the end of that phase. So both of those command abilities need uh, an FAQ. And even if it gets FAQ'd, it's going to be, you can reroll ones. So who cares? Wholly within 12 inches as well. Like, it's just rubbish. So there we go. That's the explanation for that. Um, uh, <laughs> to be fair, this is Age of Sigmar 2, so it doesn't need to be watertight. Um, uh, come on, Luca, don't let me down. Okay. 11 wounds with a 3-up save. Um, 11 wounds with a 3-up save. Moves 12 inches. Now, in combat, she's got those 3 attacks, which are 4-3s, rend 1d6 damage, which is fine. Again, it's a bit swingy. I wouldn't really describe it as a combat monster. I would say she does some okay damage, but she's not really fighting any big units in any way, shape, or form. Uh, she can fly. She's got 11 wounds with a 3-up save, like we talked about, and then she's got uh, an ability that after you make a charge move, you can pick an enemy unit within an inch, and roll a dice equal to the charge roll for that charge move for each 5+. plus, They suffer a mortal wound, which is nice if she's going into a monster. So she's going into a monster first. She can do maybe some impact hits, take them down a bracket, and then if she activates, she could maybe kill them. 
she's not got a lot of output really um, because those fours to hit are pretty rough. She's got the uh, the ability though to make it so that their rend is reduced by one when they're in combat, which is pretty nice as a way to her survive. She's also got the hunger, so she can heal D3, which is also nice. And she's got undeniable impulse at the start of your hero phase. It's the same thing, so she can she can run and charge if she rolls equal to or below the the, the turn, which is problematic because then she can't use a command ability. She's only a, a one cast wizard again with no pluses to cast. Um, and she's got Death's Downpour, which is a casting value of 8, which is super high, with no pluses to cast. And if successfully cast, charge rolls made for enemy units within 12 inches of this model are halved until the next hero phase. So she's a combat monster that can make it so that she can't be charged as easily, which is quite nice. Um, uh, like So that's a nice little buff that she can kind of run out into no man's land and be like, maybe you can't charge me, but it's a, it's a maybe you can't charge me like whatever um uh, and then command abilities you can use this command ability once per turn which is the queen amongst monsters if you do so you pick one enemy unit on the battlefield until your next hero phase you add one to hit rolls for attacks made by melee weapons by friendly soul blight grave lord monsters that target uh, that enemy unit so it's board wide so basically it's just like pick a unit any monsters you have plus one to hit which really does help with her gorgeous talons which are three attacks fours but with plus one to hit would be threes threes rend one d6 damage so that's really useful but it's only if you're playing against monsters and Archeon beat up her and a Vorgori Lord at the same time like just beat the snot out of them so I don't know which monsters you're fighting right um uh yeah it's only monsters only it's only monsters only and the like and the Vagori Lord so she is running at uh uh, 285 points so she just isn't as good as the non-named one because the non-named one's going to be able to take a command trait and artifact which is going to exponentially probably increase your army or its own abilities the spell is fine but it's not very useful and we have that via a command ability on corn demon prince it's still not taken very often it's bought wider as well it's within 18 inches so like I know people are excited, man. I know you're excited, but I just don't really see why you would take her. Like, I would maybe take the the Lord so that I could use the other stuff. But there's also a problem on this War Scroll as well, in that undeniable impulse. Sometimes you're not going to be able to use that command ability. You'll be like, yes, all my monsters, plus one. And then you're going to roll it, and you're going to... So I would really like to see them change the FAQ on the undeniable impulse so you can choose. But it it, it is described as undeniable. The, the narrative is Lucify fights against a constant internal battle to control her bestial nature. It's not a battle she always wins. So you're probably not going to get the choice sometimes. Um, the target has to be a monster. If you do so, pick one enemy unit. Oh, no. Hold on. Until your next hero phase, add on tier rolls for attacks made by melee weapons by friends and monsters that target that enemy unit. No, you're right. Sorry. It target it's, it's plus one against any unit. Okay. That's loads better. All right. You're 100%. Thanks for picking that up. Whoever said it in the chat. Um, it's not even a reliable command ability because turn two, you have a one-third chance she can't use it. Yes, Gorsameth, 100%. Um, so yeah, like, it's a much better command ability than I th first thought because plus one to wound with all of your monsters against something else is great. And all of your monsters are fairly fast. They're movement 12. Your Terror Geist and your Zombie Dragons are movement 14. So you can go quite fast, get into combat and smash, and then like you fall apart i guess like that's the end of the story uh so yeah like you would have to go first 
yeah, you would have to go first. Right? Um, Monster struggle to hit, uh, not wound really, though. It's a good point, Parry Gallister. Like, and I agree with you. Loads. Thanks, everyone, for hanging out, by the way. It's been super fun. Right, zombie dragons are whatever they are. I've actually put them in the bin tier. They're monsters that don't really get any buffs, don't really interact with any of the rest of the uh, the uh, the the battle tome. Like, doesn't have, like they're not wizards. They're not summonable. They can't use grave sites. Um, they don't reduce bravery. Like they're standalone monsters. You can put them into your army if you want to, um, but probably don't. Uh, same for a terrorgeist. Probably don't. I mean, it's still got the gaping more which obviously does those flat six mortal wounds, which is great. But if you want to run Terror Geist and do that, just run them in Flesh Eater Courts. It's more fun. Um, and you'll have more more fun time. Um, Prince Vordry. What an ass kicker. 14 wounds with a 3-up save. Uh, his Bloodlance, 4 attacks, 3 threes, Ren 2, 2 damage. But if he charges, it goes to Ren 3, 4 damage. If you put him inside uh, the sub-faction, you can add an additional plus 1, so it's 5 damage. So you can do 20 damage just from the Bloodlance. He's got, and then he's doing the d6 damage from the snapping more as well. He's got the Chalice of Blood, so the um, the Chalice of Blood and Darkness, which we talked about before, which has now gone from the Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon, heals d6 wounds once per battle in the hero phase. So that's going to really help with those 14 wounds with the three up save. Um, and then he's got the Breath of Sheath, which is a d6 um, damage. Uh, shooting attack until he gets kind of uh, no yeah shooting attack which is just on a three up you do it which is cool he's a one cast wizard with the quick blood which is cast on a seven and you add one to hit and wound rolls for attacks made by the caster which is great so obviously he hits on twos wounds on twos uh, in that situation and then just punches so he's your like absolute stonk combat monster you pay for him though like he's expensive he's nearly 500 points rates well he's 455 points but he'll do damage, right? He'll do really, really good. And then the command ability is, you can use this command ability once per turn in your hero phase. If you do so, you pick one other friendly Soulblight Gravelord's hero that is wholly within 12 of this model and within three inches of any units, that hero can fight. So if you get into a position where your opponent is like locked in with one of your heroes and it's your hero phase, it's a lot of things to happen. You're not taking him for that command ability. You're taking him because he's just like an absolute like dick kicker. Like he's just going to go over and smash. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's whatevs. Like he's he like if you want a big punchy guy, you put Vordra and some Blood Knights together. You could have some really real fun vamp smash face. Um, Double Dragon Vordra costs a fortune though. Yeah, like but he looks cool. He looks he looks super cool. Uh, right. So direwolves, oh, we've talked about direwolves and fellbats. Yeah, nailed that. Um, Graveguard, Black Knights, uh, I think, are pretty bad. Uh, they're two wounds with a five-up save. They move 12 inches. They are summonable, and they are death rattle. Um, and then they do 1d3 mortal wounds when they charge. They've got two attacks, hit on fours, wound on threes. I think that they're not very good, and they're not really worth talking about. Um, can he pick himself too, talking about Vordry? I don't think Vordry can pick himself, because it says one other. One other. One second. You use this command ability. If you do so, pick one other friendly cell black grave lords. Yeah. So you can't pick someone else. So I don't want to talk about black knights because I don't think they're very exciting. However, and I'm sorry that they're not very good, the grave guard. Mm, 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 let's go. You've got two options. They move four inches. They're one wound with a five up save. Unless you take them with the white blade and the shield, in which case they have a four up armor save. Okay. I'm into that. Uh, so that's what that does. But I wouldn't do that because that's not what we're doing. We've got zombies to eat 
eat shit. That's their job, right? They're just there to get punched or to win all the games. Depends on where you want to take it. But they, uh, if you go for the Great White Blade, so the, the normal White Blade with a shield means that they're a four-up armor save with one wound and they're bravery 10. And then the White Blade is two attacks, three threes, rend one, damage one. Rend one on your battle line, not battle line, on these guys is great. But your Great White Blade, two attacks, threes, they wound on fours, but there are ways to get plus one to wound on them. They're rend one, but they're damage two. And they've got cursed weapons. If the unmodified wound roll for an attack made by a melee weapon with this unit is a six, the target suffers up one mortal wound in addition. They also can um, uh, treat all of their charges as having been a six because of the musician. Uh, they get to reroll ones for their Deathless Minions ability from their standard bearer, and they get plus one attack. And they're not that expensive. They're like 140, probably like fine. Um, you could you could have some real. Hold on. Let me go find Graveguard. Graveguard. Um, and they are, yeah, 140. And you can have them in blocks of up to 30. Um, and I just think that that's super cool because they're summonable. So that means you can pile an attack twice. Um, you can add pluses to attacks. So they can have like plus two, plus three attacks uh, on them. And they could just whomp through stuff like absolutely like wallop stuff which i think is very cool really into graveguard i think like i don't think that they're brilliant compared to other combat units in the game i think they're just brilliant inside this book and it's fun because they're just this heavy skeleton guys like smashing face but they're the and they're also on 25 mil bases thank you very much so they're gonna be able to attack in two ranks um uh aren't graveguard and black knight supposed to be similar versions of the same thing maybe written by different people yeah they could be but I really like them. I think I think they're fun. Because really you've got to ask yourself, now we've been through most of the War Scrolls, where the output comes from in the army. And the output comes from like a, a bunch of different places. And also where does the utility come from in the army? So there's obviously those utility in uh, Pine Attack Twice from Dan Van Hells. There's also plus attacks from different vampires uh, that you get. And there's also some really great, uh, great spells that we've seen so far on the War Scrolls. And we've also got chaff units all day long. Those chaff units also could be pretty killer units with the right buff stacked on them. But what... And we've also got tanky units in the Blood Knights, uh, I guess. And, uh, yeah, I guess. And, and some of the vamp units. But really, like, where's, like, big hitting things coming from? And I guess it's from Vordry, Vordry, Zombies, and... Um, I mean, you could you could get a lot of you could stack a lot of attacks attacks on direwolves as well. You could stack a lot of attacks and try and blend through some stuff, I guess. But graveguard also a, another choice in that army for just like a brick of graveguard who are just going to go and smash up, which I think is good. Um, uh, what would a competitive graveguard's army looks like? I don't know. The minute I feel like it it, it moves around zombies, uh, graveguard, Vordry, blood knights. Um, oh, definitely again with Radicar and also Belladonna. I think there's the and direwolves. Those are the kind of like top stonks that you're going to get. Oh, corpse carts as well. Corpse carts, huge. Really into corpse carts is, um, yeah, yeah. And Manfred. Manfred. Manfred's pretty kick-ass. So like there's some, there's some really nice stuff to take away. This isn't the Sanesh book. Like I think some of it's over-costed. And I think there isn't necessarily, like I don't think the sub-factions are as good as maybe they could be. Or they're not quite as nuanced as we've seen as other stuff. But I don't think that this is a Sanesh book. I think it's it's different to that, which is nice. Let's talk about, uh, but it's not, it's also like, not like tippity top. Uh, so let me just do the last two things here, which are the spell laws. And I just want to thank everyone for hanging out with me today. It's been really fun. So one second, everyone. Bam.
down. So, and I'm going to do a, a a deeper show on this tomorrow, a little bit more like like in depth, I would hope, and hopefully we see like a couple of more war scrolls. Um, without retreat and charge, do you think blood knights uh, are good? I would like to see retreat and charge on blood knights. I would like to see that. Hopefully, it's either a core rule change which will get us to retreat and charge on the blood knights. Um, I know, like a lot of us, like are pretty invested in the blood knights because we like the models, and it's a bit of a shame that the vangori like are a bit meh. Yeah. Like, I guess. They feel a bit meh. Like, they're like, I don't really know what their purpose is. Apart from maybe a scroll caddy, like we talked about. Um, and then also, this is where we're going to get into a really interesting place. Um, <laughs> yeah, Gork and Walker, you're right. It's weird that, like, I mean, it will revolve around vampires because, like, three, at least three of the vampires, I think, are really solid picks. Radicar the Beast, solid pick. Belladonna, solid pick. Manfred, solid pick and vordry and vordry solid pick there's four solid picks i think actually already with like a sub solid pick maybe being like the scroll caddy like um uh, vampire monster dude maybe um uh, vampire on foot necromancer like uh so yeah there's still a lot of characters in there like the corpse carts um yeah if i uh <laughs> if i go and open my Okay, let's talk about uh, the spell laws. First one I want to talk about uh, that changes the shape of um, building the tanky version. So we've got like the wounds version, direwolves, zombies. We've got the wounds version of a competitive build, I think. I think this spell law, Invigorating Aura, is cast on an eight. Add one to the save rolls. Sorry, to the add one to the roll for each friendly save. Oh, yeah. I've been doing a lot of talking, I'm sorry. It's cast on the eight, and you add one to the roll for each friendly soul-like gravelord's hero on the battlefield. It's successfully cast. You pick one friendly soul-like gravelord's summonable unit, holding an 18 to the caster. You can either heal up to three three wounds allocated to that, or no wounds. That's not the one I was thinking of. What's the one that, that adds plus one save to the vamps? Is this in here? That's really disappointing. That's just heal three wounds. I don't care about that. What's the one that I thought I read? Have I just made that up? <laughs> did I have like, did I have my own wish list for a spell in my head that did a thing? <laughs> Whoops. Um, I'm sure there's one that gives vampires plus one save somewhere. Has anyone read that? Is this just me? Oh no, I've read that wrong. It's in the other law. Uh, yeah, I was making up spells basically. It's in the other law. Um, where is it? Decrepify. Soul Harvest, Spectre Grasp, Fading Vigor, Overwhelming Dread. Um, I think you're thinking of an artifact. Alright, appreciate you all. Uh, it, it's in the army ability stuff. Is it? Have I missed that? I'm sure there's something that makes design slots. Death Invocation. It's not that. It's not Endless Legions. Uh, oh, balls. I'm sure there's something that makes vampires get plus one save. If anyone's read it. If anyone hasn't read it, then never mind. Uh, Legion of Blood Artifact. Is that all it is? The Walking Death, Sanguine Blur. Alright, well, I'll come back to that tomorrow. Uh, maybe you had a stroke. It could, it could have been a stroke. Appreciate you all. Thank you. Anyway, Lore of Vampires. Uh, so, yeah, there's the ability, if you cast uh, the Invigorating Aura... Um, then you can pick a friendly Soul Black Gravelord summonable unit and you can heal either three three wounds or you can put three back. So this is where we get to kind of like, this is when we get to go back to the beginning of this whole show and talk about the conversation where 
There's 12 spells available here. Oh, we need to talk about Nagash's one in a moment. I'll bring Nagash's War Scroll up. There are 12 spells available from the Law of Vampires, with a 13th spell, obviously, from Invigorating Aura. And none of our characters are multicast wizards. One? One is a multicast wizard? Um, Belladonna? Everyone else is just a, like a one-cast wizard. And that's super weird to set up an army that I feel relies on magic at least a bit, that there's very few casts available for them. Like, so yeah, I'm not... Uh, Manfred is a multicast, thank you. And Manfred as well is a multicast. But other than that, like, I don't know why like your regular vampire is just not like a two-cast a two cast wizard. Um, because you feel like that that's what would be going on. Um, uh, to be fair, we only want to cast two spells from the law. <laughs> that's true. Okay. Uh, so let's go through them. Um, and we don't have to go through all of them. Uh, Blades of Sheesh is rubbish. Spirit Gale is a uh, cast on a five. You pick an enemy unit within 18 inches of the caster and roll 2d6 if the roll is greater than their bravery. The unit suffers a number of water, so that's rubbish. Soul Spike has a casting value of 6. If successfully cast, you pick one enemy unit within 18 inches of the caster that is visible to them until your next hero phase. If that unit makes a charge move, roll a number of dice. That's also rubbish. So, Amethystine Pinions um, is the one. Uh, casting value of 5. If successfully cast until your next hero phase, add 6 inches to the caster's move characteristic. Obviously great on a gash. Um, you could obviously do that on Vordry, you could do that on Manfred, so that they go loads faster, which is really good. So Amethystine Pinions, so this is a Vampire Wizards Ornagash only. It's a pretty good spell, um, and if it goes off twice, uh, the same unit cannot benefit from the spell more than once. It used to be you could have it go off twice, and now you can't do that at all, which is rubbish. Uh, yeah, there is two missing War Scrolls, thank you, Pixie Proxy, no Skellies or Neferata. So then Vile Transference, so Amethystine Pinions is a genuine pick. Like, go faster on a character. Cool. Then you've got Vile Transference, which is cast on a 4. You pick an enemy unit within 16 to the caster, and that is visible to them. You roll a number of dice equal to half the enemy unit's wound characteristic. For each 6, you can heal one wound allocated to the caster, which is fine, but again, not great. And then you've got the Amarithine Orb, which does a line and it does mortal wounds. So, really, out of all of those, the pinions and maybe Vile Transference, but you don't really want to cast any of them, if that helps you. And that's what's really disappointing, is you would, like, you've got these bonuses to cast, and this, if I cast two spells, I'm going to do a thing, and then it's hard written into the rules that you can't get the additional bonuses. That's weird. Like, does anyone else find that weird? At least weird, I find. Anyway, Law of Death Mages is cast on a five, Overwhelming Dread. If successfully cast, you pick one enemy unit within 18 inches of the caster that is visible to them. To your next hero phase, subtract one from hit rolls for attacks made by that unit. So a minus one to hit spell is nice, because you can double it up with Geminids. Um, if you cast it on a 9+, plus, then you're in a good spot. Uh, the orb is great with spell portal. Yeah, but who's doing that? Like, Talcai, are you doing that with, like, you're doing that with Nagash? So now you're, like, a thousand points into doing a line of D3 mortal wounds. Like, maybe. I just can't see it. Um, whereas I much prefer running eight Coven Thrones, and I've still got change on eight Coven Thrones for doing a ton more mortal wounds, I think. Um, so then Fading Vigor, uh, cast on six, pick an enemy within 18 inches, and then minus one attack characteristic as well, which is another great spell. So minus one attack. Um, uh, thanks, Breeze Boo, for donating 100 uh, bits to the show. And then Spectral Grasp. So minus one to hit, and minus one attacks already. You've also, if you wanted to, if you take the Corpse card, you can make minus one to wound on your opponent as well. Um, so you could really start to debuff your opponent's stuff, which is nice. You can reduce their rend if you uh, throw a character in there. So you can you could make it so that you're reducing quite a few things, which I 
I think he's good, but again, you'd have to play really hard to get those effects. Spectral Grasp is a cast in value of 6. You pick a terrain feature holding an 18 to the caster. To your next hero phase, you halve the move characteristic for enemy units that start a normal move within 3 inches. It's quite interesting, especially if you watched uh, Mine of Vince's terrain show last night and there's more terrain on the board. Um, so that's kind of nice. Prison of Grief is cast on 6. You pick an enemy unit within 12 inches of the caster that is visible to them. Until your next hero phase, you roll dice each time that unit attempts to move. On a 5+, plus, the unit cannot move in that phase. The same unit cannot be affected by the spell more than once per turn. Good spell. Good spell. Uh, but it's, again, an enemy unit within 12 inches. So they have to be within 12 inches first, which means you're quite close. And then, uh, yeah, well, it's, it's weird, right? Decrepify has a casting value of 6. Pick an enemy hero within 18 inches of the caster that is visible to them until the next hero phase. Subtract one from the wound rolls for attacks made by that model and subtract one from the damage characters of that model's melee weapons for a minimum of one, which is wicked. Yeah, really good. Really, really good. One Minus one from the wound rolls and one from the damage characters of that model's melee weapons. Great. Decrepify is a great spell. If you're going up against Archeon, who's very popular in the meta and he somehow doesn't ignore the spell, great. That's really good. Um, yeah, Death Mages is the much better lore, Colorou, Um which is then what? So let's talk about this. Death Mages is the good lore, but it's full of vampires. Sure. Uh, thank you to Caesar of Earl Grey for donating uh, two gift subscriptions in the chat. Uh, so uh, that's really appreciated. Um, and access to Death Mages makes Manfred super good. Agreed. Uh, I think Manfred's great. And then Soul Harvest is cast on a seven. You pick an enemy within three inches of the caster. They suffer D three mortal wounds. In addition for each mortal wound inflicted, you roll dice for each five plus you can heal. Why not just like let me heal three? Like, like that's a weird setup, right? Anyway, that's the show. That's uh, the show. Uh, that's everything. We we still waiting for Neferata. We're still waiting for some other little bits. We still got to properly go through the artifacts and the and the um, command traits. But ultimately. I think the big winners here, again, if you want big winners, we won't talk about the big lunars, losers. Necromancer, auto-include. Radicar, great. Belladonna, great. Corpse Cart, great. Zombies, great. Vampire Lord, great. Uh, Manfred, great. And then Medium uh, is Luca, Vi, Vangorian Lord, Prince Vordry, Mortis Engine, Coven Throne. Uh, that Mortis Engine build so good uh vampire lord zombie dragon graveguard graveguard they're just in medium because the other stuff that's great as in like th that's great is the other stuff so there's some good stuff um i missed most of it what's the tldr oh and also uh nagash is in it but he's gone up to 975 points so uh as long as there's no misma miscast mechanic in age sigma 3 i'm sure uh, he'll be fine but if there is um, the fact he can cast loads of spells is problematic i guess um the zombie horde appeals to me. Uh, uh, not mad about the wolf models. Well, that's fair. Uh, TLDR, it's a mid-tier book, if that helps you. Um, Rural Castle Nagash is nice, I guess, says Stephen AOS. Yes, if you put him inside uh, Vicarus. I really do think that this is the best one. Let me go read the traits for it, actually. Not Avangori. Um, not Legion of Blood. Vicross Dynasty. So plus one to wound rolls, again, for those Death Rattle and those Deadwalker units. So those Graveguard are going to have plus one to wound as well if you took them in there. Zombies, plus one to wound. So that's really good. Reroll the casting. So it very much feels like the Viracost Dynasty is the one. Then the command traits you have. Um, uh, pack Alpha, once per turn, the general can 
uh, use a command ability without command point movement. That's pretty good. Reroll charge rolls from friendly Vicross Dynasty units with nine inches. It's nice. Um, once per battle at the end of your movement phase, you can say this general will summon a pack of direwolves to the battlefield. If you do, you can add one unit of up to five direwolves to your army. It's another ten wounds. So with Radicar, it's fifteen straight off. It's pretty cool. Hunter Snare. If this general contests an objective, the number of models uh, is equal to their wounds characteristic, which you could do on a vampire. Like I don't know if I'd pay nearly five hundred points for that. Spore trackers at the start of your hero phase, friendly Vicross Dynasty Deadwalkers units holding the Knights of the General can make a normal move of up to three inches. Wow, they cannot run. Oh, so, okay. So, seven inches. Okay, well, that's not as good. Because I thought that, that would be really fun to make a move seven, then run, and then pile in. So, I'm not too bothered about that. And then, United by Blood, this general can attempt to unbind one spell in the enemy hero phase in the same manner as a wizard. So, they're terrible. Definitely Bing Guy wrote this. But he's learning. It's not as bad as the Sinesh stuff, if that helps you. Mainly because he copy and pasted it from whoever did the original Legion of Nagash stuff. So, that's good. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, then the Artifacts of Power to... Oh, that's the Legion of Blood. I don't think I have the... No, I don't have the other things. So that's it. Well, it's been fun. What do you all think? Give me some thoughts in the chat before I head out today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Like, I only read it this morning. I think I was pretty spot on with... Uh, at least all the actual factual information. My opinions are always just my opinions. I don't have to be right. That's just how I feel about the stuff. Um, you know. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, what's the Warhammer community link? What's that? What is that, guys? What do you guys want to show me? Uh, Neferata. Uh, no, I've read that. Ignore negative modifiers. I've read that. Uh, I've read that. Oh, so she sucks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. That's I've read it. That's fine. They suck. Uh, right. So sad about the Avangori. Me too. Like I don't think it's the the Avangori are a weird unit. So the the two the name character and the non name character because I, I like I like the the reducing rend. I think that's fun. But then the negative. So you can't use command abilities. Is again really themey. That's that's cool, man. Like, but most people don't like it when their models do something that they don't want it to do. It's a weird. That's a weird take, um, and the command abilities are pretty toss. Like, I'm trying to be really upbeat, but it's medium at best. It's medium. <laughs> um, any ideas why there's no trainer in the spells? No idea. Um, simply put, give me six generals in my army with Ratty Prince as Bispoor General. Okay, that's fine. Neferata is going to be so broken. It's going to be broken, says Joe Boob. Oh, yeah, like that's the thing we're missing. Just Neferata. That's all we need. Skeleton Warriors and Neferata, and we'll fix it. Um, I have an opinion on your hair. Wow. Go for it. Um, I haven't got a problem. Uh, is no fucking synergies. That's true. Winner Dave, really not sure what to do with my existing collection of Legion of the Gash. I have a real mix of units. Um, I mean, I, I feel that there are some builds there. Let's talk about builds to end the show off. I feel that there's definitely Vordry, Manfred, Blood Knights build. Like, just high armor saves. That's what you're doing. You're just doing big high armor saves. You're asking your opponent, can you punch through this? Maybe you throw an Avangori in there as well to reduce the rend that they're doing so those armor saves are even more impactful. I think that that's a build. There's obviously um, zombies. Zombies are really good, man. Like, really good. Because all of the synergies in it, are, like, go back to the battle traits. Gravesites affect them. Summoning from gravesites affect them. Deep striking from gravesites affect them. Like, 
the invocation, so you heal, affect them. They don't affect it in any of the other stuff. So, like, they're like, they seem quintessentially like what they were designed around. The other stuff's just there. But there's a build there, and it's so cheap. Two corpse carts is 160 points. Like, you can spend like a thousand points on zombies or direwolves and stuff, and you can, you've still got like 800 points of stuff. Necromancer's 140. Um, don't have to take a vampire lord. You can throw Manfred in there, and I still think you've got like three, four hundred points of stuff. And it would look pretty good. Like, it would like feel like very fantastical, I guess. Um, so there's that definitely that build. I don't know if there's a monster mash build or if it's even interesting. None of the abilities really affect the monsters in any way apart from one, but like, it fucking sucks. Like, you're not going to be able to use it in later rounds. You can use it round one. You can't use it later. Um, so, like, and like, why are you collecting this army for like terror geists and and, and vampires unmounted? Not vampires. Um, uh, like uh, zombie dragons that are unmounted. That's a weird. It's a weird take. You're like, I'm going to run the vampire lords book, but just with these guys. That's just weird. Um, we haven't seen skeletons yet. Uh, but graveguard. Gra- and there's there's like there's I don't think there's definitely a build. There could even be a build where you take some felbats. If you wanted to, uh, you take some zombies. You try, like hold like you kind of hammer and anvil stuff with some zombies. You hit them with grave guard that you've buffed up. You fly on some other units. You go cap objectives. You bring in some far geists that are, like in deep strike. There's you know there's a bunch. You could do some MSUE kind of like fun around stuff. I think what's interesting is all you, and there's definitely like a big Nagash build with Nagash a ton of zombies. Sure, like so I think that those are some builds. I think what's fascinating is like the spells are a bit like whatever. In some cases, I don't know. But Radicar's cool. Belladonna's cool. I don't think that's fine. Um, uh, Nephrata plus Common Throw plus Graveguard plus Corpse Cast. There you go. Question is, is if it's a similar release uh, as LRL. No, I wouldn't say this is similar to LRL at all. I look, like, loads of these Water Scrolls have almost nothing written on them. Or they're just copy and pasted from what they used to do. Like, they're almost not different at all. In fact, actually, it just looks like most of the War Scrolls are copy and pasted, and all they've done is gone in and taken stuff out that was strong three years ago. Like, Chalice and Blood of Darkness, like, no one cares. Um, I do like that they've improved the Vargeist War Scroll, though. So that's nice. That got, like, a little bit of a boost. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't seem like that, like a lot of work was put into it overly. Apart from the, the wolf stuff, which is the new stuff, so... You know, and this might only be half the army, so don't get too disheartened if you're excited about it. Um, uh, I have no issues with basic battle line having less stuff on the scroll, but they don't. Like, the, if anything, some of the most interesting scrolls is the zombies, which is the basic battle line. Like, they're 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 arguably more interesting than some of the other stuff. Uh, like, new radicar same size as the old radicar. I don't know. Um, and all the stats are the same. Yeah, I like the idea of Graveguard with the bear wolf fur hats and theming around new Curse City appearances home, Mr. Yeman. Yeah, that would be really cool. Um, this sounds very much like Safe Darkness, lots of tight holy withins and a lot of copy and paste of old stuff, says Prop Joe. I would agree with that. Like, that would be a similar comparison, I think. Why include CC stuff if you can only take it as a block? Uh, Curse City stuff. I have no idea. I, I don't know what the, the, the decision is on that. They do that normally with all of the, like, the stuff from Underworlds. Which is cool that we get to put those models in there. Like again, like if you want it to be themey, that's that's fine. I guess one of the things that's interesting about it is they're like there are some really fun war scrolls. Like really fun war scrolls. The reliquary with the mortis engines, that's super fun. I really like that. I like that you're like absorbing the blood and then you're you're like uh, healing on all your vampires. That's really cool. I think that's fun. So yeah, like I would like to see maybe more like summoning a bit. 
like not just one command point bring a whole unit back but like you know like I cast a spell on that oh that's why Belladonna's so good Belladonna's great that spell boomf burnt your skin count now he's a wolf 100% I collect that all day um gonna use mine as generic vamps now uh yeah sorry unfortunately gave us spell no in info um uh, is the honest war game going to be making grave mark, graveyard markers similar to trajectory markers no it's not no it's not alright cool listen I'm going to go now um, got the show tonight with the 40k spy center with the guys so you tune in tonight thanks very much for tuning in I hope this is okay we'll try and have like a deep dive on it again tomorrow maybe I'll get a guest on and we'll kind of like we'll get their opinion on it so they can give different uh, ideas to what I think which will be cool I hope you guys have enjoyed it Thanks to everyone who listens to the podcast, all the YouTube thugs, and all you guys live. Thanks to everyone who sent me some stuff. That was really appreciated. Uh, thanks to the stats team, as always. And thanks to everyone on Patreon. Literally couldn't do stuff without you. I'll go raid someone now to like make everyone have a fun time. Let's go do that. Um, one second, everyone. So I've opened like a billion tabs so I can do this. Um, Tuck guys. Also, if you guys ever want to like uh, share this, this review with people, like that's always appreciated. If you're watching on YouTube or something, just like all that stuff would be sweet ass. Um, are we raiding duck guts again? Is it all ducks all the time? <laughs> I don't know if you'll get annoyed with us. Fuck it. Let's go. Um, let's go raid duck guts. Uh, hey, hey, whoa. Uh, I think hey, whoa did a video on this as well, actually. So if you guys want to go and hear a different opinion, um, go on Heywo's YouTube channel and I'm sure he had um, some different takes to some of the stuff than me uh, or maybe he didn't uh, I don't know but it's at least another opinion if you want the opinions bit the info is the same um, uh, I'll rewatch on YouTube I oh, appreciate you guys uh, Heywo is amazing that's correct right uh, oh it's not on YouTube yet okay well you can go watch it somewhere I think um, it's on his Twitch though so yeah you can go check his Twitch out right you guys are all great thanks for hanging out uh, I'll see you soon and have a nice day.